soul. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dowstock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. GTA Slacker Nation It's that time of the week You listen to this Sweet Congested voice of your Radio host I want to take a few minutes to uh, To thank my uh, My co-host Or phone operator I don't even know what we call Nick But uh uh, for making everybody sick at the office. That's great. Thank you, Nick. And he is the only one that didn't show up to work this morning. That's typical millennial fashion. Whew. Shots are being fired. But is it is it responsible to show up to the office with a you know with the tail end of a cold? What do you think, Money? You know, I get, get him a get him a set of headsets here, so I can I can talk to somebody. Otherwise, this is going to I can't hear you. Otherwise, it's going to be a a soliloquy for the for the next three hours, or at least I'm going to try to push it as long as I can, so long as my head doesn't feel too much underwater. A big shout out to my crew at Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. They uh, they made me look amazing, even better yet. They made me look amazing for the month of November. The financial statement just closed last month, and they were. It was a phenomenal month. Thank you so much to the entire crew, Daniel, Tom, and everybody underneath them. They're amazing. Do you think it's irresponsible money for uh, somebody to show up to work with the tail end of, end of a cold? Not really. No, it's not irresponsible. That's that's. <clears throat> That's some, that that that's commitment. Is it commitment, or or is it the fact that uh, that the world doesn't really care? You see, I, I'm I'm of the belief that um, your state of mind, your psychological state, means nothing to the world. You know, you're sad. Are you tired? I'm exhausted. I'm starving. You know, we've dramatized our feelings these days, and uh, we have used our feelings to justify our incompetencies often. The world doesn't care that you feel tired. You need to show up. A lot of people use that to not. What do you think about that? 
No, of course. You you have to show up. And I completely agree with you. The world really does not care. It 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 doesn't. The world still goes, still spends. Money make the world go round. I'm sorry, I just I really wanted to do this on, on radio once. Oh yeah. Wow. Sorry. Is that booze? Your mom is here, dude. Shh, no one needs to know. No. Um, <laughs> all right, I, I think enough. Actually, that's not a bad idea. No, you know? no more making fun of me with markers after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> Are you sticking your pinky out too? That is wonderful. That's great. That's great. Look, Looks amazing. Thank you. Look, think, look at that. Oh, guess what I saw? That Pepsi versus Coca-Cola thing on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. What's it about? Um, basically, it's about the whole uh, the, the the soda wars and the whole marketing strategies about um, how uh, Pepsi would always kind of look at Coca-Cola in a really demeaning manner. And the, the, the entire just it, the marketing strategy is just so cool behind it. Apparently, Pepsi got into a lawsuit because some person uh, won a fighter jet according to their commercial uh-huh. that's why nowadays in advertising even though you'll see like some guy win like a lamborghini at the bottom it says this is not true like it's not possible it's just for the ad that we show that this gentleman wins a lamborghini what ended up happening was back in the day you're telling me that advertising isn't true is that is that, is that yeah basically saying? that that's what the lawsuit <laughs> was um <clears throat> on the on the actual video ad it showed that if you collect 5 million pepsi points or somehow you win uh, something you win a fighter jet like a, a military military fighter jet uh-huh um some kid manages to run up a scheme with uh, another investor of his and like hey um, I only need to spend a million dollars, get a whole bunch of Pepsi cans, and therefore I can get a fighter jet, which I can sell tomorrow for fifty-five million. Like, uh-huh. I'll, 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 <laughs> Are you, you know, it, it was genius. That's, it was it, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and what ended up happening? He got the points, but then Pepsi's like, "Hey, like, it was just a joke. It was a joke on the ad." And he's like, "Well, uh, it didn't say anywhere on the ad." So therefore, he took no fine print. That yeah. sounds like a car yeah. ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, vehicle, one of those. vehicle shown is not as illustrated. You know, this is for illustration purposes only. Um, you know, we may or may not have this car, and this payment may or may not be true. And it only qualifies if you put twenty thousand dollars down <laughs> for a limited time, and it ends tomorrow. <laughs> Imagine saying all that after your uh, after your ad every time. <laughs> uh, they, you know, actually, uh, for a long time, they, they've been forcing you to do that. I mean, really? a, a lot of people don't know that the car industry. Is one of the most heavily scrutinized uh, industries in, in Canada, at least. You you need to be able to provide. For example, uh, folks, if when when they tell you that. Um that you need to read the fine print. You have to read the fine print because there are some basic requirements that you need to have, that you need to meet in order for that uh, that ad to be legal, not valid, legal. Mm-hmm. You can get into some serious legal problems if uh, if you are advertising something that you don't have, for example. No. You, need, you need to have a minimum of two of those vehicles that you're advertising. Otherwise, oh. you are in direct violation of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council advertising guidelines. I did not know that. Yeah, man. That, you, that, that's you, crazy. You can't make claims. You can't say anything. Like, for example, I got in trouble once uh, because I said that uh, when I was running Thornhill Hyundai, right? Mm-hmm. I said that we were the largest Hyundai store on the planet on Young Street. So I got a slap on the wrist because uh, I said, you know, although you are technically right, mm-hmm. you are using humor in a way that could confuse the layman. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Like, really? 
That's like, for example, you know, right now I, I run Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and we are truly the largest Nissan Infinity store on the planet. In fact, we are the largest Nissan Infinity store in the universe in Oakville, Ontario. Wow. And uh, that is a great advertising, you know. That's a huge, yeah, no, definitely. definitely. But um, unfortunately, uh, when it comes to advertising, that sort of thing, the uh, – the, 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 the council, the industry council doesn't like it. Doesn't like it when you start using satire or oh, fair. or sarcasm to advertise. No, it's, it's not good. It's not I, good. I get that. But uh, yeah, I didn't know now, uh, since you're not drinking Pepsi or uh, cola or, or Coca right now, Coca-Cola, uh, what do you drink? What do you mean? Which one of those two you prefer? Uh, Coca or Pepsi? one. I can tell you my answer, like right away. There's not even a Pepsi. You drink Pepsi? Yes. Oh wow! What about you, Jacob? Well, I mean, I never drink soda really, but if I had to choose, I would choose uh, Coca Cola. I think. But I really, I just, I don't know. I've never really liked it ever since I was a kid. I just don't like soda. Really? Yeah. No, dude, man. I um, that's all we drank back home. Yeah. But you know, back home they—I don't know why—they force feed you Fanta. Oh yeah, Fanta, <laughs> Limca too, Limca and Fanta. Love those. You know, Fanta was just like what? And there was a there was a pop back in Chile that was called um, Lemon Soda Canada Dry, and it was like murky green color, and it was just absolutely delicious. But you couldn't find it in many places. So Mountain you know, Dew. Uh, no, it wasn't. There was my. It was a ginger ale case. Canada Dry is ginger ale. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I mean, uh, this was like forty years ago. I don't. I don't remember that clearly. But uh, uh, Coke became a thing for me in Canada. Wow. I became addicted to Coke. I I can tell you this, folks, that whenever I go full on ketogenic, because I you know I do that very very often. I try so difficult, and it requires a tremendous amount of discipline. That sometimes. I don't have because food is so good. <laughs> and uh, and all I have to see is uh, look at a, a delicious chicken parmesan, you know. Oh, yeah. And then mm. the out goes my keto dreams. That's <laughs> it's like stuff. if you had to choose like the ultimate cheat meal. Uh, for me, that's, a, that's an easy one. The answer is always McDonald's. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, oh, not, not KFC? Yeah. Uh, no. Dirty Dirty Bird is 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 way up there. Yeah, yeah. so Popeyes is better than KFC. Uh, no, no. So, what are you talking about? Popeye is just like a bucket of lard. It's so greasy. That's and what stuff. KFC is. No, 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 no. There no. is there is something special about the uh, what is it? The Cornell. Oh, have you have, have you tried Mary Brown's yet? Never heard Mary of Brown's it. is never, very good. I've yeah. never heard of very it. Very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. never heard I'm, of it. Now, too, and the thing is, I've only ever had it at. Uh, I had it at the Blue Jays game, Whoa. so I've never been to like an actual Mary Brown's location. Oh, you're missing out about. So, but you know, for me and and anyone that has spent any significant amount of time for me understands this. Um, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, when you when you need to eat something that is slimy yet satisfying, a Big Mac combo with large fries and a large Coke. To wash it down with is so unbelievably sweet and salty that just you know it it, it enhances my my <laughs> my taste buds in ways that I can't even speak properly right now because I'm salivating thinking about just taking a big bite of a Big Mac. And if you really want to top it off, you put some chicken nuggets in there. 
You know, I can't believe that you guys don't think the McDonald's is it. I don't know. I just it's like it's it's good. It's good, but like I don't know. Just, I, I there's just there's so much there's better out there in yeah, my variety. opinion. You know what? I think McDonald's was a bigger deal. Like my parents talk about how much they loved Big Macs growing up. I think for money and eyes because we're, we're we're pretty much in the same generation. You're a few years older than me. Yeah. You'd go to like McDonald's. You guys are ten years apart. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're like f- five years apart. What? Yeah, close yeah. enough. Holy like twenty-eight. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Anyways, I think what I associate, and I'm guessing what you associate with, is like McDonald's is the place you'd go to like after a night out where you'd go to get like a that's junior, Greece. like a junior. No, no, that, no, no you go for Greece. Chinese food after that, man. No, if you no, if no, you've been no, partying downtown. No, 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 Chinese food. Okay, what do you... McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. You need that Greece food, You go to get like a junior chicken and like a McDouble. Like, you don't go to like get a Big Mac and fries and a whole meal. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's like the chop change, get it together, right? There you go. How much was a Big Mac for you growing up? Well, when when I came to Canada, they were like, the Big Mac combo was like $3.80. Yeah, see, now you're looking at like close to $10. And at that point, it's like... At that point, I may as well go to like a, you know, Dude, get like what a are you talking about? Well. A coffee at Starbucks is like seven bucks. <laughs> 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 so that argument doesn't, doesn't stand up. That doesn't stand up. No. Uh, folks, you are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And on the other side of the break, we're going to be talking to you about, as a customer, what makes you unreasonable these times, I mean, these days, when you come into a car dealership. But I'm going to give you a few things that you should probably rethink when you come into a dealership and ask because they, they will look at you and say really and i think it's something that you need to you need to think about why because establishing a relationship with your dealer is a, is is one of the smartest things that you can do if you're looking at long term ownership of your vehicle the show is brought to you by oakville nissan and oakville infinity we are the home of the no commission sales people stay tuned we'll be right back i can't begin to knowing but then I know it's growing strong Was in the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed it'd come along When I cross the street It's the cars that have to look both ways <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, Greg, Mike Robitaille here. We hear you loud and clear all the way down to Buffalo. And if you can hear my voice, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. If you're just tuning in, you're still alive. Me, barely. <laughs> I'm struggling here with my head underwater. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. 
And he's the only one that didn't show up for work today. Again. <laughs> His boss is way too lenient, man. <laughs> you know, you you can't be somebody's boss in two different jobs. <laughs> so it's too much. It's too much. I I bet you he's not even listening. He's probably at home. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> what did he write in the message? Which I didn't uh, even. I didn't even. You didn't read it. No. Uh, I, I I haven't been feeling well. My tummy hurts. <laughs> Are you serious, Nick? Ripping on. He Nick said again. he lost his voice, though. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, he never had a voice to begin with. Oh. Wow. Oh, that was. A, uh, that was uh, yeah. Oh no, 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 Nick. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. No, no, no. You know, Nick is sensitive, and I, I can't say those things. I have to, be. Nick. Fine I, I apologize. There you go. I should. I should not say those things on air. And we love you, Nick. I hope we. We hope you get better, Nick. I hope that that little common cold just goes away soon, so you can, you know, uh, re reengage your life, because we all know that you're in pain. I know that your tummy hurts. We should get him up. You know, one of those. I remember back in the days when, whenever somebody was sick, they would, you know, and back in Chile, they have this, this rubber thing that you could fill up with warm water and put in your stomach. What do you call this? You know, there's a name for that here. The, 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 oh, I know what you're talking you know, about. That grandma's always had those things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah I don't know what it's mean. called. It's, it's essentially a heating pad, but like. Yeah, but you just pour water in it. Yeah, yeah hot water. You put it yeah. in your stomach and Man, all of a sudden I it was supposed to make you feel better. Uh, for, yeah. yeah, for <laughs> some, I don't know. How does hot water make you, just no, make you feel better? No, it's, 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 I think it's more so just like a sense of relief. It's kind of like a cold compress. Like it's like it kind of provides you with like a little bit of relief in the moment. I don't think it actually. Like you know, the only helps. time that heat makes me feel good is during sex or when I'm on vacation. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, otherwise I'm just like, I can't sleep in the heat. I can't do it. Stick I a shot of tequila, everything will be fine. Just no, no, no. But you need to open the windows, let the time. cold air go in. You know, my room is so cold when I sleep at nighttime that if a priest walked in, they'll think that I'm possessed. <laughs> like in The Exorcist, you know the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then do you take, do you take like, because uh, I've read if you take a hot shower before bed too, and then you go into like a cold room, because apparently you, you do sleep better if your room is colder. So if you take a hot shower and then go into a cold room, your your body temperatures, you know, it goes from hot to cold. Apparently, that's that's the optimal way to sleep. I don't know if you have you ever have you guys ever gone to the uh, the Scandinavian spa up in Barrie or something? I don't know where that is. Nope. They, they have uh, they have two pools, like giant pools, and one is super 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 warm, and the other one is just above freezing. So the oh. water is so cold that it's almost like vodka that you just pull out of the freezer. Mm. You know. Did you just start salivate too? Like mm-hmm. it's a Saturday. <laughs> it's a Saturday. Uh, Are you have the Christmas party after this, though. So. Oh yeah, see, I'm, oh, that's no. why I started early. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started drinking early. Yeah. How? What's the earliest that you've ever taken a drink? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I th- I hope so. Like, hmm. come on, you can. You, I know your mom is here, but you, dude, you're thirty, man. You can't be afraid no, of no, your I'm mom thinking, at thirty. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It, it can't was, be that okay, difficult. So it was Buddy's wedding. We didn't sleep over. We didn't sleep the night. So we were just playing beer pong most of the night and then in the morning we all took shots before we had to go out 
too. That's such a Canadian thing, beer pong. Yeah, Never heard of, of the thing until I came to Canada. Yeah, yeah, it is a Canadian thing. But I will yeah. say Canadians are also better. And I found this out when I traveled through Asia. Canadians are better than just about any other country when it comes to beer pong. 100%. Because so. that's what happens when you do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking well, yeah, about? That's true. So, so you spend the whole night drinking and then continue drinking the next day. Yeah. You did? Yeah, basically. You know, when I, I can, I, I'm going to admit this. I think everybody knew. Uh, when I was broadcasting from home mm-hmm. during COVID, Oh, every morning at around seven o'clock or so, I would take a shot of scotch. Oh, nice. and, I'm, and I'm not a drinker, but, you know, it would take the edge off. So I would be like nice and calm, you know, when the show came. And that's what would happen. I understand that, yeah. Yeah, but it, uh, it, it would get your day set off right. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but somebody said once that anything worth doing is worth overdoing, and then it becomes a train wreck for the rest of the day. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to apologize to my uh, my friend and partner, Toma, that uh, got seriously hungry after our conversation of Big Macs uh, earlier on the show. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope that you don't. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. That's the last thing you need. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, he's uh, becoming a heavyweight by the minute. I don't know if he's going to compete on the uh, extra, extra large, uh, oh, nice. you know, weight category. I don't know. So before the break, we were talking about things that um, that would make you as a customer be unreasonable in the eyes of a dealership. And you're going to say, I don't care. Well, you should because, um, you see, you got to remember this, that um, you may not know it. Uh, but dealerships recognize customers based on their patterns. And, you know, and some people are amazing. Actually, the vast majority of people are incredible. They're easy to deal with. They're easy to work with. But when it comes right down to it, there are some people that we just know. We know. And when they walk in, everybody just scatters. It's like, you know, when you turn the light on and all the creepy crawlers just go away. And... There are some very basic things that need to take place for us to recognize as people when they come in. You know, unreasonable is the number one word to describe them. So this is a couple of things that that we see from time to time. To drop in at an appointment and get upset that the vehicle is getting too is taking too long to take into the shop. So you don't have an appointment. You just show up, and then the vehicle sits outside for an hour or two and you are upset that you're waiting for too long that's absurd this is what usually happens you see the the regular customer is going to you know I am so congested dude I'm having trouble just you know speaking thank you Nick <laughs> thank you thank you Nick you know let's let's take a sh- where's Jacob you know can we uh, uh, Jacob just ran downstairs for a second uh, he wanted to open something okay yeah so whenever you come in unannounced, you you need to realize this that we are booking our service departments for you know two three weeks in advance. So on Monday, just about every single appointment that we have going into the day has already been booked for weeks. So now every vehicle has been assigned. Every technician has an actual job that they're working on. So your vehicle being seen means two things: that somebody finished a job early. Or we have to displace somebody that did everything right. Most dealerships should not take walk-ins. Mm-hmm. But most dealerships now, I mean, they do try to work with the customers. You know, let's, let's see if we can get you in somehow. Dude, the number of times that people come in and get upset because we took them in 
mm-hmm. and it's taken an hour or two for them to be seen is unreal. It's it's it, it. I understand. I, I I could understand where you're coming from in the sense where, but from the customer side, it's okay. I was promised I can. I can get an oil change done or I can get my car serviced and it just so happens I need it done now. Because, of course, not everyone's going to look at their odometer and then look at their sticker and say, oh, hey, I've got eight more thousand kilometers. Maybe I should book it now. You you and I both know it's going to go 2,000 over and then they're going to book something. But the thing is, is that if you book it, then there's not an issue. But when you don't book it and you just show up, it's a drop in. When you drop in. And it takes a little longer for them to look at your vehicle. You know, it's it's perfectly reasonable for you to be waiting there for a long time, waiting for that spot, that gap between the work of, that was already booked or yeah. somebody finishing the job a little bit early just to squeeze you in. Because often we don't even know what the problems are with your car. Right? I'm not going to lie to you. I fall. I, I, I used to fall in that category. You're before. unreasonable? No, not unreasonable. But I used to fall in that category of uh, before I ever step foot inside like the automotive industry for the little bit that I did. Um, I always thought, hey, the lot's empty outside. There's no other vehicle. So clearly there's nobody there. I can just go in and get whatever I need done. Little did I know, hey, no, the service vehicles are parked in the service lot. Yeah, it's, where a, it's a different lot. It's yeah. a different lot, yeah, for right? Sure, for so, sure. it, so I I didn't know that. I'm thinking, hey, okay, uh, the the lot's empty. I can come and get my car's oil change, tire serviced, yada yada yada. I need to get my blinker fluid topped up, you know. And ha ha ha. No, okay, but um, <laughs> anyways, uh, but, your blinker fluid. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's a new one. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's... yeah, exactly. Like you know, there's 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 people that know that kind of part of the whole field of where they're going to get their stuff done versus the people that don't. It's like when you go to a grocery store, you only see what's in the forefront. You don't see what's in the happening in the packaging or what's going on in the back. Same kind of concept. Next one. To expect a loaner vehicle in this current market conditions. Folks, we have no cars. Uh-huh. There are no cars anywhere. You know, you go to a rental company, you can't find rent. You know, cars to rent. So when you come in, and uh, you need to get it done. I know that you need a vehicle. We get it. We want to give you a vehicle. We want to provide you with all the amenities that you may need to have the most pleasant, uh, you know, seamless experience at a car dealership. But the reality is this, that we have no cars. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're going to have to send you home. We're going to have to pay an Uber. And you're going to have to be without a car for a little bit. Now, uh, you know, something that happens very, very, very often People get very, very upset when the vehicle is not fixed right the first time. And this has become a point of contention in our industry for the last few years. But before I explain this, I need to take a short break. Jacob, uh, I don't know if he can hear us because he's Hello. distracted. Um, let's take a short break um, and uh, because I, I want to take some time to explain this and I, I, I need a little bit of runway here. <laughs> Folks... This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And thanks to Nick, I have to take a break because I'm so unbelievably congested that I can barely talk. Thank you, Nick. We'll be right back after the break.
What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. And we're back. Hopefully my congestion is going to stay away from my face. Thank you, Nick, for the next 10, 15 minutes. I am, I trust that that's going to be the case. But uh, we do have a, you know, a rerun ready just in case I, uh, I throw in the towel. But I'm going to I'm gonna try to push this through. Now, uh, uh, Jody said something interesting. Uh, you said that you were going back to the gym in January. Yeah, January. Why January? Because, you know... I don't know. I actually, I'm going to call my trainer. Like, why January? <laughs> she said January. I said, sure. I'm just being nice. It's, it's December, that's why. No, but I mean, what's the difference? Because it doesn't make any difference. It, it's just, you know what it is. I'm like, maybe December. I have a lot of things going on. I need to like. So you're going to eat a lot? No, I'm not going to eat a lot. I've actually been pretty good with eating. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, 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 wow. That's my brother, guys. Jacob should have hit the mute button, bro. Come wow. on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sort of thing that only a brother can get away with. <laughs> yes, on the air. <laughs> Forever. It's okay. Three for, hours. For, I for, hopefully, hopefully she'll forget. Her memory's like a goldfish. No, <laughs> sisters never forget, dude. You no. know, I did things to, to my sister when she was like seven or eight, and she still <laughs> remembers. I still remember things. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying before the break, and uh, I, I wanted to have uh, you know a, a clear uh, sinuses before I, I, I went back into this, is that there was a lot of confusion with you know being able to fix the vehicle right the first time, and there was a lot of problems that people have with their vehicles that just like you, we don't know what it is, especially when it has to do with intermittent electrical problems. There is a light that pops on from time to time. This window doesn't work from time to time. The the trunk doesn't open from time to time. My navigation system glitches from time to time. So what we have to do in the process is literally just go and use the process of elimination. We do one thing, then we let it sit. Then we do another and another and another, and another, and sometimes it will take four, five, six times until we are able to figure out what the problem is. The issue is this, that for example, the customer comes in, they, they come in with a problem and we cannot find it. Then car manufacturers are sending surveys out to the customer in which they ask the customer, did they fix your vehicle right the first time? What do you think the customer is going to say? No. Exactly. And then who gets hurt? You. Yes. And Nick. And No, no, no. <laughs> Nick is Nick doesn't hurt you know oh. doesn't get hurt man you know no 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 you know I Nick is protected you know that's the problem you know you protect babies Nick is like a baby you know I have to protect him here and at the office but you <laughs> you make me digress from my point 
So, folks, look. All I can tell you is this. Our world has turned into a survey manufacturing system in which you you walk into Starbucks, they serve you a coffee, they want to know if they've done a good job. Mm-hmm. Well, the best way to know if they've done a good job is that, will I come back to get another Starbucks? And guess what? I've been coming back a million times over. Yeah. I can only show you the stars that I have collected on my app. It's like 2,000 or something crazy. What? What's get that? a free coffee. No, I mean, I, I collect, you know, points. For what? For a fighter jet like Pepsi promised. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. You know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there are so many surveys that are being sent out to customers these days that there is there, there is survey. Um, we're numb. I, I, I haven't filled out a survey in such a long, long time. Do you, do you fill out surveys? I'll be honest. I promise the customer rep I will, but I just don't. You never do it? No. Why? Eh, I, it's hard for me to choose between four and five, and they never give you the 4.5 option because you don't want to give them too much, and you don't want to give them too why? little. Why? If the guy did a perfect job, why wouldn't you give him a 10? Or you well, don't believe in perfect? No, I don't believe in perfect. You exactly. You, you see, this, done it better. this is the I problem, to, folks, like, you know. that if you get a survey and we don't get a perfect back, we actually get punished. And there's a lot of people that just don't believe in, a, in, in perfect. Because it means that there's no room for improvement. I don't believe in it either. There's always room for improvement. There is always room for improvement on everything that we do. Unfortunately, our systems have been put in place for dealerships to get to never hear the end of this by the manufacturers because you didn't get a perfect survey back. And I can tell you this, you know, some a lot of the issues that we have at a dealership don't even have to do with the dealership itself. It's got to do with Weather conditions, it's got to do with parts delay, it's got to do with uh, supply chain, it's got to do with, uh, you know, manufacturing, uh, taking too long to build the vehicles and send them to us. But but we get penalized for things that have nothing to do with us. General question. Now, let's say I'm a customer, I do the survey, I somehow bring the print screen of, hey, congratulations, you did the survey, whatever. I bring it back to you. Is there something I get back? We can't do it. Nothing. No, because if you do, if you say to the customer, look, uh, if you give me... Um, it's 100%. A, yeah, yeah. If you give me 100%, I'll give you... Five free uh, oil changes. Sure. Yeah. If I do that, I get penalized because I'm literally buying the survey to be perfect. And uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do this sort of thing out there, but I, I try not to because I want to have a, an accurate representation of what the survey means to me. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately... There are so many surveys that go out. Dude, you come in for a brake job and they send you like seven surveys. Really? You know, if I if you look at my inbox, you will people don't believe this, okay? If you look at my inbox, I'm gonna show you this. This is crazy. Crazy craziness. Look at this. What does it say at the bottom there in red? Oh dear lord, my god. How many? Please say it. Uh hundred and nine thousand. Keep going. One twenty two. That's how many unopened emails I have in my inbox. How do you live like that? Yeah, that gives me a panic attack. I'm not going to lie. I go through my, like, uh, Jyoti and Jacob, do you guys go through your mailboxes and clear it all out to make sure that there's no notifications? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you guys are just as OCD as I am. Perfect. Great. 109,000. And those are unread. Yeah, so how do you know that there isn't, like, a really important one buried in there somewhere? Uh, Because if it's important, they'll reach me on my phone. And they will send me a text. 
you know, this is how bad e- email is the most ineffective way of communication that we have today. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Like, just turn on. Like, why can't you just open your email? <laughs> it's because I am getting a rate of 300 to 400 emails a day. My so God. you delete as you see. No, I don't have that kind of, you know, there, I do work, you know. Unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. And I, if I have to read every single one of the 400 emails that are, are coming in to my inbox every single day, I would never get anything done. So I have a policy. I will read the subject matter, you know, as it comes through. Mm-hmm. And if I feel that it's important, I will open it. If it's urgent and I, and they didn't write it on the actual subject matter, I'm sure that they're going to find me. But why don't you just like reply back as you get the emails? That's what I do. I I don't have that kind of time. You know, let me put it to you this way. Um, I go on vacation for four or five days. Mm-hmm. Okay. I come back. There are 2,000 unread emails. There is no way I'm going to get through those emails. Can please change the topic? This is giving me like... No, 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 no. This is is the reality. I want to go and delete his stuff. This is the reality of... The of of the survey world that we happen to live in, and you know, many of those emails are just surveys for oh, me. Then, yeah. okay. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, but this is the problem now, because in in the in the midst of all this bombardment that we give customers, there are some important things that we need them to do, and the customer is just numb to it. They they just don't even open the emails anymore. Yeah, I do that. But uh, th- you got to understand, the world has come to a point where data is gold now. You've okay. got you, explain you, how you, does that relate to this? Because surveys would kind of be a kind of you could say, hmm, a kind of screen for the corporate and industrial world to see what the consumer wants and what the consumer needs I, and what I they get. I think that a survey is an irrelevant metric. I don't think that a survey applies. You know what is more important, in my opinion? Mm-hmm. Retention. So let's say that you have, you know, you sell a thousand cars one year. Mm-hmm. And then you retain 90 or so percent of all the customers that keep coming back to your service department. That it should be the number one indication that you're doing a good job. No, 100%. But you got to look at it on a larger scale. But you know, I thought you didn't believe in 100%. No, I'm, I, I don't believe in 100%, but you also got to look at it on a larger uh, scale. There's I, always room for improvement, I was just right? Being, I made a funny I, I money. Know, I know, I know. I got that. Okay. I got that. But again, coming back to it, it's almost as if it's the it's the looking glass. You get to analyze and understand what the consumer wants so you can improve moving forward. Same kind of concept with how just a few years ago there was companies selling data information of their users to other companies. Why? So, well, they can target those advertisements. I to understand them. that. But here was the problem. When you – in any given day, you will deal with anywhere between 5 and 30 companies. Yeah, you know, from Agreed. from your gas station to your coffee provider to your lunch provider to your cell phone to your in, in, to your media provider and so on. Okay, yep. if every one of those companies sends you a survey asking them how well they're doing, you will never ever take the time to complete each and every one of those surveys on an accurate and honest fashion. Why? Because there's too many. Look, I am the customer. If you if you were to uh, you know, describe a like, let's say an infinity customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, an infinity customer. They would probably describe me. You know, my age group, my income bracket. You know, my sort of lifestyle. You know, and, and so on. We we have customer profiles, mm-hmm. right? But my customer profile, a, a dude like me, does not f- fill out surveys. I'm sorry, man. I, I don't have that kind of time. I will spend money to save the time. If I could pay somebody to read my emails. 
and go through it and talk to me about what's important, I, I would I would do that. Well, let me know if you're maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Nick. Nick. Nick, what is he doing? His tummy hurts. Oh, Nick. No, 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 no. Nick, Nick is in a different path, man. Nick is, Nick is trying to figure his own way through life. I'm just, you know, a bystander. They're just watching it all unfold. Just, yeah. <laughs> and I see him here. I see him at the office every day. You know, Nick is, Nick is a wonderful kid. Yeah. How, how has your life changed seeing Nick every day? It hasn't at all. Like, not one bit. Like, honestly, nothing. Nothing has changed. <laughs> it's <laughs> why did you put me on the spot like that, Jacob? Why? Why do you? I was just curious. Why do you want to call down? Is Nick? he listening? No, I'm just no. I was just wondering. I was just. I wasn't trying to imply. I was just wondering if it's if it's changed at all. No, no, it hasn't changed at all. Uh, I know it, for for him it's changed because now he's working with a team. You know, he's on a career path. And he has the first time full. You know, first full time job that he's ever had. Um, but no, my life hasn't changed at all. You know, especially this morning when he doesn't show up for work. Mm-mm. So this is just another reflection of what he does at, at, at the office, anyway. So you know, good job, Nick. I've taken your place, Nick. Nick, does, Nick does, good job. Man. Does good Nick job. ever bring like snacks in for everyone else in the office? I don't see him. Oh, okay. I don't see him. I have other, you know, I have other stuff to do. But you know, we keep changing the subject. Oh yeah, we were talking about the surveys and the fix it right the first time, <laughs> folks. Listen to me, please. You have to. You have to do this is for me. There is a. There is a lot. Do you have any callers here? No? Okay. I haven't even given the phone number out. <laughs> Maybe I should. Folk, if you have a say in the matter, call me 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600 is the phone and uh, the, the phone lines are open. When you come into a dealership, there are some situations in which we cannot fix your vehicle the first time you come in. And it's got nothing to do with us not wanting to. This is something that is not very, very well understood. If we cannot fix the problem, we do not get paid because we only get paid when we actually get the job done. Now, if you have a vehicle that's out of warranty and it's an intermittent problem for which we need to do some diagnosis, the diagnosis is going to have an actual charge because mechanics don't work for free. As we quickly find out, oh, by the way, do you have any friends that are mechanics? Yeah, I think I do. But they're on the West Coast. No, I'm talking here in, oh, in, no. in Ontario. No, uh, no. Because I'm Bring in des- over here then. I'm in desperate need of two mechanics, folks. If you have a friend that is a mechanic and is unhappy, and a lot of mechanics are unhappy. A lot of people are. Yeah, a lot of people are happy. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. popular being unhappy, yeah. especially during Christmas. That boat is getting really big. That the, the that unhappy, unhappy people boat. on Christmas. No, the unhappy boat itself. But you know, happiness is a choice. Stop, people. Yeah, you you need to choose happy. What's that? Yeah, nothing. No worry. <laughs> 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 Jump off the boat? Yeah, get onto the happy boat. That's all I'm saying. I I, I'm not giving any yeah. life advice here. Come on. No, the happy boat's on the beach drinking yeah. mojitos. You have a vodka in the morning, they said. A yeah. vodka. All right, let's go for a break. I need to go to the bathroom again and decongest myself. That's great. Great. Um, leave the mic here. 
I will leave the mic here for sure. Uh, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And believe it or not, we still have some vehicles on the lot. So you don't have to wait for your car. If you place an order and they told you that it was six months from now, come and see me. We will look after you. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. What's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasso Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here was your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. It's that time of the morning still. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show on the Mighty 960 Saga AM. This is the last place, the last safe place for us to talk about this. I know. Jody immediately looked at me saying, no, that's not the name of the radio station. Yeah, you, you, you won't find another radio station that talks about surveys like we do. Mm-hmm. No, man, we love surveys. Yeah. Very passionate about yep. it. <laughs> we might send you a survey after. <laughs> yeah, whether you like the show or not. <laughs> and maybe I don't do anything <laughs> after I get the survey back. We have a caller, though. Who do we have on the line? It doesn't say. Doesn't, we don't have a name. No, well, whoever you are, uh, you want to talk about surveys. Uh, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. What's on your mind? Turn the radio down, please. Hello. You are on hold to talk about surveys. We're talking to Hello? you. Yeah, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, very well, thank you. You have What's on your mind this morning? Well, I, I just uh, turned the radio on as you, you guys were in the middle of a conversation regarding surveys, and, and you made a good point. How guys our age, we're just too busy to fill out these 
you know, surveys or, or even too busy. I myself, I don't even know how to operate a computer as well as someone would think. Um, I just have my assistants, uh, you know, send emails and, and uh, figure out how to cut and paste and, and send out emails because I'm actually more focused on making the money that er- helps them earn that paycheck. Preach it. I, what, hold on a second. Stop. What's your name? A- Antonio. Antonio. How old are you, Antonio? Yeah. I am 51, my friend. So we are br- the brethren. I just turned 51 last week. Yeah. Yeah. Now I am wow. a little. I'm a little bit more. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit more in tune with with technology that that you are you know saying right now. I I can, I can do all those things myself. The problem is this, that somebody has to get the job done, and replying to emails yeah. is is not the most productive use of my time. You know, I exactly. I somebody needs to get the job done and replying to emails, you might say, well, that's part of the job. No, no actually it isn't because uh, you see the bottom line doesn't mm-hmm. come attached with how many emails you reply to that particular month, does it? I hate emails. <laughs> They're such a waste <laughs> of time. What I can accomplish in a, in a 30-second phone conversation would take days of back and forth emails, uh, especially in the environment I work in. And, um, yeah, it's just something that, you know, your staff there is probably made up of millennials or maybe even younger. And, uh, I think uh, it's, it's, it's younger than millennials. I think that uh, the, it, uh, the is, vast majority yeah. of my people are, have an incredible work ethic. Therefore, they're not millennials. And, uh, oh, wow, the shots are being fired this morning. Of course, yeah, I'm I'm, I am not doing a full-on generalization of all millennials. I'm sure that there is a few exceptions, maybe two. Uh, and uh, the, no, 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 my people are a little bit younger. And, and on that basis alone, I mean... I, I honestly, I don't have the time to reply to the uh, tidal wave of emails that come on my inbox every single day. It's insane. What do you do, Antonio? I'm an optometrist. There you go. I'm a So you can see clearly. <laughs> I can see clearly both of the time. But if you can, I know a guy. <laughs> I, see, I see your point. <laughs> yeah. Stop this. Stop this it. is uh, terrible. This really is brilliant. just terrible. Antonio, thank you so much for listening to the Carrasco Show, mate. I really appreciate your, your point. And, uh, you know, uh, point is well taken. And uh, have a safe drive. You know, it, it's, it's amazing the number of people that share. <laughs> you see, I, I, I see him. I, I see him. I, I see Antonio. I, I see what he's up to. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, this is terrible. Uh, I, I, I don't like replying to emails. You know, everyone that works with me at uh, head office. And you know, I have to say this out loud because um, these guys have made a huge difference for me over the last year or so. Um, you know, Joanne and uh, and Michael, my reps from Infinity Canada, they they understand the way that I like to run my stores. So whenever there is something important that requires my immediate attention, boom, I get a text because I will read that immediately. And uh, if there is something that is imminent that needs to be done right now, I get a phone call. And then I see the phone call, I call them right back. So there are so many, we are so inundated right now with people that want want something from you or they want to sell you something uh, that at some point you just don't want to look at this anymore. Um, but I want to... Sh- Change gears here. Uh, no, this is a car show, so no pun intended. Yeah. Um, I want to change gears on this. 
I am just like you're on a roll, man. Oh, yeah, I got, I got a good, I got a good one for you. <laughs> what did Fifty Cent do when he was hungry? Oh no, I don't know. Uh, should we, uh, I'll tell you later on in the show. Or do you, should I just ruin it now? Uh, tell me now. He fifty eight. <laughs> ah, I know Jacob's just turning around. Yeah, but. come on, it's a good one. No, that's the absolute worst joke I've heard today. That's not even a joke. It's not even a joke. No, I don't even know what it is. I, I, it's so bad you can't even call it a joke, folks. Then the phone lines are open: two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. Did you find the clip from Dana White? I did. So if you're listening to the show right now, you need to pay attention to this because we're gonna talk soccer as much as I dislike it. We're gonna talk about soccer in for the next little while and uh, if you have a comment on this please do not hesitate 289-275-9600 please play it hold on a second let's see uh, Jacob here is trying to find this Jeopardy music dun, 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 dun. so I didn't know you wanted me to play it you're putting me on the spot here I thought you wanted me to just listen to it for myself no no, no. if you can play it would okay, be give great me, give, me, give me a minute give me a minute give me give me give me a man of two minutes Tell that a song? The, can you beatbox uh, you know, I, at one point, <laughs> no, Jyoti, don't worry. The speakers are not popping. That's just him trying to. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. No, no, no. no. Can you can you beatbox? No, I can't. I I I have this. I don't know why. Since I was a little kid, I was always just enamored and captivated by people that can do that with their mouth. It's it's unbelievable. It's really cool. It's so unbelievably cool. And there is a guy on YouTube that is called El Pulpo. That means the octopus. El Pulpo. El Pulpo. I'm, I'm going to get you to listen to a little bit later on. But, you know, I, it seems like Jacob now got the uh, the clip on, on air. So can you play it, please? This is Dana White, uh, the, uh, the president of the UFC, talking about soccer. <laughs> Let's go. Soccer? Whole nother ballgame. Can't stand soccer. I think that it's the least talented sport on earth. There's a reason three year olds can play soccer, okay? You run around and kick a ball. Now, Landsberg said, You wouldn't say that if you were in Brazil. I said, Dude, I say this in every country. When you're playing a game where the net is this big, right? And the score is three to one, are you me right now? That's a blowout. Do you know how, yeah, you know how untalented you have to be to score three points when the net is this big? <laughs> oh no shots fired oh, and by the way Croatia didn't win the game yesterday just, I'm just saying this what Croatia did not win that game yesterday Brazil lost <laughs> that's what happened yesterday that's fair they they did not play a good game they, they, they did not deserve Cro- to win neither side <laughs> deserved to win to be honest but uh, Croatia give them credit because they fought hard and they, they had a, they pulled out a miracle at the, you're just being political right now no no I just hey hey I, I'm I'm people know this about me. I'm not a soccer guy, but I like the World Cup. I think the World Cup is kind of because because when it comes to the World Cup, there's such a psychological element that I don't think any of us can fathom where every moment because a soccer game can end one nil, two nil and nothing can happen. There's so much pressure and you've got an entire country watching you with every single thing that you do on the pitch that I don't think that we could fathom, dude. If you cannot put a ball inside the giant net, and that's what you get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do, come on. I got to side like, with him. Come on. I got to side with him. The guy, the guy hit the post. Did you see him? Yeah. The Brazilian guy, poor guy. Man. Actually, I know he's not poor because he gets paid tens of millions of dollars. 
He hit the post. Yeah, that was bad. How do you explain this? And look, I, I, I have to I have to come clean with this, okay? Because I'm originally from Chile. Uh, Chile, I mean, soccer is the sport of poor people in Chile. You know, you need nothing to play soccer. Just find a plastic ball and you kick it around with your buddies. You know, I, I, I my earliest recollections are of me on the street just kicking around a soccer ball. That's all we did. Soccer is not a sport in Chile. It's a religion. And when you and you think that you're a big hockey fan, you think that you're a big football fan or a basketball fan, and you uh, go to the Raptors nothing, and you, nothing and you to wear soccer. the sweater and and you are all dressed up and cheering outside on a um, you know Maple Leaf Square, whatever that thing is called. You think you're a big fan? You have no idea what, <laughs> what a big fan is of a soccer club. My like doesn't that make it harder as a player when you're talking on the biggest stage and first of all i mean i can't believe i'm the one defending because i i'm not a soccer guy again and usually i'm kind of like i don't like watching soccer because the fact that you can have an entire game where the net is that big and it's zero zero that just annoys me but that being said when you're talking about that big of a stage when you've got that much pressure on you you're right i think at a certain point that just transcends sport and there's really only a handful of people in the world that can handle that kind of pressure and everybody's watching you every single person in the world right like i'm not brazilian i'm not croatian but i'm watching that game everybody's watching with you and if you make a mistake you've got to be able to live with that for the rest of your life and and you know i i can't remember the guy who hit the post but he's got to keep playing now for the rest of his career he's going to know that he, he's going to be the guy that hit the post exactly yep. and he <laughs> it's the guy that guy. missed the penalty. yeah the post guy post guy yeah but uh, you know i i have to say this though i am um, he he's not poor he's not a poor guy no and uh I think that he should be fired. Or change his number to number one. No, so it no, looks no. like a post. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that he should be fired. You see, when you let your national team down that embarrassingly in front of the world, I mean, Brazil was the favorite to win the World Cup. And I can tell you this look, I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to get upset at me. I know I know this, that they're going to get upset at me, and this is nothing personal, but this is the unspoken rule of soccer in, in South America. That if for whatever reason, their national team did not qualify for the Mundial, okay, they will root for Brazil. Because nobody likes the Argentina team except Argentina. <laughs> really? <laughs> nobody likes the Argentina team and everybody, whether it was Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, Peru, Ecuador, Venezuela, Colombia, Bolivia, they were all cheering for Brazil. And there was yesterday when Brazil lost, the, the collective heart of South America's heart was broken. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the opposite elsewhere because everywhere else, like I know so many people who are just huge diehard Messi fans. That yeah, Messi, you know, the guy, the player, right? Yeah, yeah but, but, but because, the Argentine of, team. because of that, they're just going to support. I feel like, yeah, outside of I, – I didn't know that, but outside South America, you've got so many people supporting Portugal as well as Argentina. I know Portugal is not in South America, but because of Messi and Ronaldo uh, and the legacies that they've built up. 
Yeah, but you see, this is an unspoken thing and nobody wants to talk about it. But we all know, if you're from South America, especially if you're from Brazil, you know this. If you're from Chile, you know for sure <laughs> that you were rooting for Brazil and, and not Argentina. So the collective heart of South America yesterday, except Argentinians, of course, and congratulations to you. Uh, you almost blew it. Uh, <laughs> I, but I can also honestly tell you that I, I, I don't have the kind of time to watch a soccer game. Like I'm sorry, man. I I I don't. I just hear it through my you know people that work with me and they're into soccer and stuff. I don't. I don't have yeah, that and, kind and, of time. And that's why I can't watch just like you know like Premier League because at least in the World Cup, especially when you get to the knockout stages, a game's never just going to end nil nil. You're going to have extra time and then penalty kicks no matter what because there has to be a winner. But for a standard Premier League game or just any most matches in general, you can have a game where you have 90 minutes where quite literally nothing happens. It's a nil-nil game. There's maybe one, two shots on target. Like that to me, because no other sport has that where nothing can happen. Like the the whole game, you feel like it's going to be building up to something and just nothing happens. That's that's my main issue with soccer. It's boring. It is, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, is. it, it is, really it's is very boring. And you have but, teams, you have teams that try and play boring. I mean, you have that in the NFL too. But at least you have to score to win the game. In soccer, you can be happy with a draw and by just passing the ball amongst your teammates the entire time and just having everyone on the back end. And that is just such a boring brand of of, of sport to watch. You're speaking, you know, you you're throwing some uh, you know shade here to soccer, uh, uh, football, right? That's a, that's what we that's a real name. You know, do you do you have a say in the matter, folks? Do you think that soccer is the absolute most boring sport other than golf? <laughs> no, I was waiting for that. What about baseball? Okay, soccer between soccer and baseball, because this is actually uh, Joe Rogan on a separate clip. I saw him. Also praising soccer and saying that it's more entertaining than baseball. Baseball is pretty damn boring, dude. It's so unbelievably boring. It's so long. It's so so boring. Now, but I do have to say something. That if you have the power or the ability to hit a small like ball that is traveling at 100 miles an hour at your face... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at your face and you can hit this thing that requires some talent that's the thing agree, right yeah, that, agreed. you yes, put any absolutely. other athlete in baseball that's the main defense for baseball you put any other athlete hand eye coordination in a, in a baseball game they stand no chance mm-hmm. uh, are you telling me that you can put a baseball athlete in a basketball game and they would stand the chance come on most likely not but I mean you got a guy like Aaron Judge on the Yankees who's six foot seven he's a big dude I mean most likely not but then again you take it's the exact same thing man I mean you you know that's the reason why these people get paid you know hundreds of millions of dollars because they can do one thing that nobody else can I need you to weigh in on this folks which one is the most boring sport soccer or golf 289-275-9600 is the phone number 289-275-9600 it's the phone number the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity we have some vehicles and inventory so if you want to give yourself a present this Christmas or sorry this holiday season okay this Christmas uh, you can still come and see me and uh, we have something that you can pick up before the end of the year call us 289-275-9600 we'll be right back
Toronto. When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer, and you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Bell for the Phenom. Ready to strike. Let's go. There was something going on. You do something to me that I can't explain. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Every beat of my heart, we got something going on. <laughs> Jothy really likes this song. No. Why is this on the playlist? <laughs> because it's absolutely absurd. That's why. I, I don't mind the original song, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't like the, I don't think I like the original. Uh, Barbie Girl vibes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the, the, Jolene, the Jolene remix, too. I like Jolene. You know, Jolene is... It's gotta be one one of the saddest songs of all time, but no one pays attention to the lyrics. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, I, I it is actually so sad. Don't really, yeah. Who's it by? Dolly um, Parton. Dolly Parton. Jolene. And then, uh, yeah, she's caught Jolene, but then also Nine to Five, which I feel like is the opposite. Like it's like a happy, like upgoing, uh, upbeat kind of song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about right now. But uh, anyways, we have a couple of callers on the line. Let's see who we can, uh, whose life we can change this morning. Who do we have there? We have uh, Kevin. Kevin, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Good, good. Thank you, Greg. Good morning, slackers. <laughs> now, I got, now I got two questions since you brought up soccer. Yes. Soccer is like paint. <laughs> Watching paint dry, you come back ninety minutes later, and you're, they're both in the same spot. <laughs> I uh, okay, I, no, I can't <laughs> argue with you, man. I, you know, as we were in break, I was I kept on thinking, which one is a more boring sport? I, actually, you know, I wouldn't even put golf in there because golf is not a sport. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, soccer, um, baseball. Or actually, football is kind of entertaining. Tennis, kind, kind, uh, no, tennis is, is very very skillful, man. That's uh, that's that's incredible. I, I would watch a, a, a tennis game, uh, not a soccer game or Ping a baseball pong. game. Ping pong is unbelievable. Have you seen those guys? How they can hit that ball from like a hundred meters away from the table? Yeah. That's insane. But anyways, what is uh, what is the other question? Um, yeah, I bought a 2017 Hyundai from your Richmond Hill store. Now I'm in Wallaceburg. Okay. Um, I'm thinking on training it in for a newer model so, okay. so my uh, wife can start driving again. Now I got the extended warranty and got everything and do all the service. Smart man. Now, do, if I, so if I get by a newer vehicle, can I transfer what's remaining over to the newer one or do I have to get a new, uh, no, no, no. The, the warranty goes with the car. Yeah. The warranty goes with the car that you're selling. Okay. So now, on that basis, I don't know what kind of warranty you bought, but uh, that would make your vehicle be worth a little bit more. So you're not going to lose the money for the warranty. I mean, the dealers want to buy cars that have warranties left because now if they have to put it through the shop, a lot of the reconditioning costs would have gone under the warranty. So your vehicle will be worth more money simply because you have an extended warranty, but you've done everything right. Now, this is a 2017. How many kilometers do you have? Uh, 97,850. How long is your warranty? Uh, eight years. 160,000 kilometers? Yep. Why are you getting rid of the car? 
Well, because I want her to start driving more because I'm retired now. Okay. And she can't drive. And she can't drive this one. Uh, it's hard, but I, it's easier if you got all the cameras would look around and give all these extra warnings for her. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What are you looking at buying? <clears throat> I don't know if the Palisade or the Santa Fe has all those extra they features all, they or not. All, they all do. They all do. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, we have, um, I think that we have a 2021 Palisade at our store, a used one. Uh, and then you can save some money on that um, if you don't care about colors because, I, you know, folks, don't get hang up on colors because 100% of the time when you're driving the car, you can't see it. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's very important that you understand that. But uh, have a look at our website and uh, see if you like it. But if you don't, I can send you to a couple of Hyundai stores in which I know the people that do business. And there are a couple of ones that I, I, I wouldn't send you. Yeah, yeah uh, let, I do all the service. Yeah, because I do all the service work here in uh, Chatham. Okay, cool. So, so let me know. If I do, I'll go through that dealership. That's yeah, and that's what you should do. I mean, support the dealer that you are servicing your vehicle with, and those guys are pretty good guys up there. But uh, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank Th you very thank much. Thank you. Have a good weekend, Slacker. Uh, who else do we have on the line there, Jake? Uh, we have Frank, and Frank wants to talk about the most boring <laughs> sports. Frank. Please don't bore Greg. me. Don't bore me, Frank. <laughs> How are you? No, no, I'm not. I try not to bore you. No, I'm I'm okay. My my friend last week was listening. He goes, Frank, why are you upsetting Greg? <laughs> no, I've been upset Greg. I love Greg. Does and, does, and does your friend know that you call the show 177 times in like a matter of 60 minutes? Yeah, you were saying, can you give someone else a chance? <laughs> Let someone else speak their mind. There you go. There you go. So talk to me. What's the most boring sport? So right now, I, I think baseball is the most boring because if you have a pitcher that's really hot and nobody can hit that, that tiny little ball coming at 100 miles an hour, those outfielders, I'm telling you, they're drooling over each other, falling over each other in boredom. That is that is true. Man. And basketball, I think, is number two. Oh, when, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry, man. Look, I I have to disagree with you. Basketball uh, is is a spectacle. If have you. If you've never gone to a Raptors game, you have no idea what you're talking about, man. That those games no, are just exciting. The what do you mean the beginning? What do you mean the beginning? Greg, like, you know, when it goes where the game is determined literally in the last five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes, the rest of the game is almost insignificant. Yeah, the only thing that cracks, the only thing that cracks me cracks me up about basketball is that you know whenever the the opposing team is uh, taking penalty shots, you know the the back of the net, the, people say defense, da, 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 defense. What defense? <laughs> See, somebody just scored you 120 points. There is no defense. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, but anyways, and, uh, you know, Greg, you know the NFL. It's like uh, jujitsu. These are freaks of nature. Don't uh, don't insult. So listen, don't quick, insult jujitsu, man. Powerful. Do not insult jujitsu. You can't. You know. Listen, you can take so many hits with a you know with a helmet and the body armor that they carry. You know, I rugby. Now we're talking. Have you seen no, those Greg, animals playing rugby? They rip each I other's know, know, ears the off NFL. in the middle of the field. <laughs> it's not no, an uncommon Greg, thing. I'm telling you, the NFL guys would destroy them. 
even if they weren't uh, covered in in armor. Not a chance. They, Frank, they you and I have to agree. So fast. We agree to disagree because rugby are the are absolute animals. I you know, if you've never seen a rugby game rugby game and what they do to each other. I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay, so why are you arguing with me then? I, it's just uh, the uh, they uh, the yeah they got the speed the they definitely have the tenacity but they don't have the the size and the speed of the no NFL. man those those rugby guys are enormous so Frank thank you so very much for you know calling the Carrasco show I know you're gonna call me a million more times but I need to let room for somebody else who else do we have on the line there Jacob uh, I don't have a name but it's someone who thinks soccer is not the most pointless sport in the world but who thinks golf is but golf is not a sport uh, if you have a say in the matter folks call me 289-275-9600 is the phone number 289-275-9600 is the phone number which one is the most boring sport baseball soccer football tennis not golf pickleball pickleball is that a sport uh, yeah technically yeah pickleball is actually a lot of fun currently I'm gonna no, curling is no, curling second. Curling's kind of no. cool. I I can't lie. What curling. is what is wrong with you? Like I I'm literally just questioning my assessment of you. I'm a Canadian. I have to think curling's cool. What about crochet? Because the amount of precision you need to throw a rock that's they're heavy. You need the the precision that you need. I find it cool. I mean, I don't play it. I don't watch it, but I I think it's kind of cool. Okay, uh, we don't have your name on the line, but uh, you're calling to talk about golf or soccer. Um, what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, you just uh, you just named uh, a few sports that are much more boring as spectator sports. Like if you're trying to break it down as a spectator sport, yeah. I agree. If you don't understand uh, the game of soccer, it could be boring, but it is nowhere as boring as watching golf or curling or even cricket. For God's sakes, cricket is very boring. I can I can tell you this. What is your name, by the way? Tony. Tony, you know, this is what I can tell you, that I'm very, very, very proud to tell you that I have never had cricket on my TV or anywhere for that matter. I don't, I, I when, well, you, you, when you think of the, the top one million things that I want to see, cricket does not fall in one of them, not even one. Um, the same thing with golf. I can also, I am very proud to say that I have never, ever watched, uh, what is it called? A game, a play? What is it? Uh, a round? Jacob, what is what is it called? You know, a, 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 is it a game of golf? Is that what it is? A round, a round of golf, and like uh, what people watch. People golf. watch tournaments. A tournament, yeah. Okay, I have never watched a tournament of golf. They, I, 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 I would much rather watch soccer. That is, as in my opinion, one of the most boring things that anybody could watch uh, than uh, watch golf. Um, I, I don't understand it. People who watch golf, and, and I know well, there Tony. You go. Then you proved your own point. So soccer is not the most boring game on. Well, but you. Okay, sports. I never said that it was. I mean, you know, that was Dana White's point. You know, we're trying to prove or disprove the uh, the president of the UFC's uh, uh, claim that soccer is the most is the least talented and most boring sport on the face of the earth. You don't you don't agree with that? No. So, so you at UFC, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got two people just trying to knock each other out. So it's whoever is the most fearless. Uh, is there a skill in that or, or is it a, a mindset? I mean, it's, a, it, it's not really a sport. What are you talking about? 
Is he original? I know I, struck on, I know I struck on her with you now, but no, no, no. But, but I mean, if you really want to break not, it down, listen, I don't, uh, I don't do MMA. I mean, I I fought stand up for a long time when I first came to Canada. But you know, anyone that says that uh, you know the the martial arts or the fighting fighting arts doesn't require skills, you've never been in the ring with somebody that knows anything. You know, I can tell you that I'm, I'm a martial arts, guy, what, uh, Greg. What, I didn't say that. I just say that, but UFC itself as yeah? as as a spectator sport. It's just two people trying to like knock each other out. That's the end result, or submit to 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 quitting or giving up. Okay, that to me is not really a sport. <laughs> well, that there is so much to unpack there, Tony, because what you see on the UFC when two guys go at each other, these people are highly, highly skilled individual in many forms of martial arts. Most of them are skilled on um, in, in Muay Thai, wrestling, boxing, and jiu-jitsu. I mean, that, that is what the composition of essentially uh, uh, um, mixed martial art is. Uh, that's... Of, that's decades of training, <laughs> decades of training that could be eliminated or cancel out in, in a matter of 30 seconds or a minute. You know, these two guys are so highly skilled that often they have each and every one of them, they will have the skill to neutralize one another on a display of superb skill that most people that would walk into that ring. You know, we should have at some point, uh, you know, an event in which you would take a, a professional athlete and put a regular person to do the exact same thing so people could see the difference between a regular person and somebody that does this for a living. A lot of people don't understand that. You, you do this well, agree with that, Tony, right? They have to use only, only their feet or, uh, and not their hands to, to control a ball uh, and, and, and pivot around, you know, 10 other players before they get to the net. But, uh, Tony, how can you say that, that you can control skill. a ball when you are, what, uh, 12 feet away or, or 12 meters away from the from the uh, giant net and you miss it? <laughs> how much can you control that ball, really? Do you really control it? Are you it? talking uh, about penalty shots now? Oh, or? sure. That's part of the game. Uh, I, I, you know, to, uh, truly, that's, that's not part. I wish they would take penalty shots out of uh, deciding uh, a, a game of that, that magnitude. They should just keep playing until... You know, maybe maybe change the game a bit, bring you, it down you to know, 10 players. You know why they don't do that? Because out. people would get so bored that they will leave the game. Because I, I, no. I, I, <laughs> that's the reason why they don't do it. Yeah. So they want to end it as fast as they can. I think that if, if they want to make soccer more exciting, they should change the actual length of the games. They should bring it down to a half hour and half hour. Two periods oh, of only half hour They each. should do that with baseball. Yeah, they should do that with baseball. No, they might as well eliminate Seven baseball. innings. No, they should get rid of baseball yeah. altogether. Anyways, thank you so much for the phone call, Tony. I really, really appreciate All your right. input. Do we have any more uh, calls right now? No? We're good. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Are you watching the Mundial? Are you in in, in agreement with Dana White that uh, soccer is the most boring and unskilled sport on the planet? He says that a three-year-old can play it. And grown adults cannot score a goal on the giant net. <laughs> I do want to say, and I think maybe it's because we're, I mean, a lot of it is probably because we're in Canada, but no one has mentioned hockey. And, you know, if you go down to the U.S., and I know it's getting bigger there, but people just don't really care about hockey in a lot of parts of the United States. And I, but I think 
over time, it's starting to to really grow there. I mean, we're seeing now in the NHL, you look at some of the best goal scorers, guys like Austin Matthews, right now Jason Robertson, some of the best players in the league are American. And uh, I, I just like that hockey is becoming more and more, people are starting to like it more and more. It's always been a thing in Europe, and I just love that hockey seems to be growing. But I mean, what what business does somebody from Venezuela have with hockey? <laughs> well, yeah. Like I mean, for me, for example, I never saw snow in my life. Never. I used to look up at the Andes and at the very top where the rich people live, I, I would see a little bit of white at the top, right? But I never saw snow in my entire life or ice uh, on the streets for that matter. So why would anybody care? Well, yeah, and that's what's going to limit hockey from really ever becoming what basketball is or, or what uh, what soccer is. But all you can do if you're the NHL is try and grow it as much as you can. And I think they have done a pretty good job of that, especially over recent years. I think there's a lot of steps more that they have to take to really, I think, giving it the attention it deserves. I don't think they do the best job of marketing its players. But uh, you see guys like Trevor Zegers now that are young, I think they do a really good job of marketing themselves, and I think that's going to really help to continue I think to grow the that, game uh, I think that hockey is uh, almost an upper-middle-class rich people sport because if you want to play it at any significant level, the amount of equipment that you need to buy is something that is not accessible to, to the average person. True. Also, if you want to put your kid into a, uh, into a proper hockey academy uh, and give them the, the opportunity to excel at any given point, you need to spend so much money that the average Canadian does not have the opportunity to do so. And also, you got to remember that the, the average income in Canada is the equivalent of, you know, income per year in Canada is the equivalent of the general income of almost 10 years of somebody in Central America. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think obviously that's another barrier for hockey too. And, and yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, even if you want to go for equipment, for so getting someone into hockey, you, you, you can cheap out on equipment and it's still going to cost you a buck a load of money. Dollars, yeah. But what I will say is golf used to be the same way. And then we saw Tiger Woods come and it basically shattered that, that barrier. Not to say that he came from poverty, but he... He gave the sport a different look, mm -hmm. and uh, ever since then, look. the golf. Yeah, but look at it. Look at it from this perspective, though. From time to time, you are going to get a savant. You are going to get a, a virtuoso of something. You know, they come from the from from the depths of the ghettos, and then they rise above everybody else. Yeah, that's more the exception. It's not the rule. The reality is that most people spend a, a, a ton and ton of money uh, trying to buy equipment, and they never amount to anything when it comes to when it comes to hockey. But you know, uh, the phone lines are still open, folks. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. I want your input on soccer. Are you watching the mundial? Who do you think is going to win? Let me know. Two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. 
My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy. My name's Lily, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. And we are back. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show, but we talk about everything, really. And uh, I feel that uh, this uh, email that I just received is, is important. I need to read it on air. This is uh, Zena Zana. Okay, listen to this. Oh, wow. We're reading an email. Yes. What do you know? Yeah, what do you know? Zena Zana. That's the name. Just put some some sultry music in the background. Can you? Can you find some sultry music for me? It's very, very important that I can can read this with uh, sultry music and my congested Spaniard accent. Do I need to give you a minute or so? Yes? Yeah. Um, You know... On the other side of the hour, uh, we're going to talk about um, Festivus. Do you know what Festivus is? Nope. Do you know what Festivus is, uh, Jody? Yeah, you do know. I think they do. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, whether you should celebrate Festivus instead of Christmas. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Okay, so I think that we have the sultry music coming. The lights are going to be turned down low and play it in the background, Jacob. Let's see. There it is. This message is from Zina Zana. Hey, Greg. Exclamation mark. I'm missing Nick. I, I hope that Nick feels better. I'm missing Nick's sexy radio voice. Damn. Will Nick be back next week? It is absolutely not the same without his sexy radio voice. Heart, 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 heart. Eyeballs and kisses from Xena. Thank you, Zena. Uh, he has a fan. He has a fan. It's Nick himself sending himself emails. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm telling you, we went through this last week. We've said this, I think, every It's time. his burner account, I'm telling you. Uh, Nick, stop now you know it. what he's doing at work. You know when he's sitting behind his desk just typing well, yeah, away. He's, and he's like, 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 he's like, he's like Kevin Gates. He's got two phones. He's got the burner phone. Oh, God. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. It's not, not, it's not only him. And it, you know, there's a lot of us. Uh, uh. What is it? One one for the push and one for the stash or something? What's the name? What does the song say? There's, a, there's something about the two phones. Oh, it's one yeah. for the one for the plug and one for the load. One for the plug and one for the load. I have no idea what that means. Let's not discuss this on AM no, radio. <laughs> <laughs> but we seem to have more fun with Nick when he's not here. What does this tell us? 
<laughs> what is the universe telling us right now? Uh, do we have another caller here that wants to talk to us? Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have Rocky, and Rocky wants to talk about marathon running. Oh, good God. Rocky, talk to me. Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Hi, Greg. We were talking about boring sports, and yeah. uh, this is a sport where the people are probably in amazing shape, but not many people will watch it. How about marathon running? Dude, man, there are some pretty dramatic endings to marathon runnings. You know, you know, you see the guy or the girl stumbling into the cross line and soiling themselves yeah. as they <laughs> as they crawl through the actual line. Have you seen those clips? There, I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of them. I've seen some of them, but but to watch the whole thing, I mean, some of them are pretty long. You know, well, yeah, they're, in the they're, end, they're forty it's, kilometers. Yeah, it's no, a, uh, quite the thing in the end. <laughs> How long is a marathon? How long is it? Is it forty kilometers or forty-four kilometers? Can you can you look it up? I, I I'm not into the sport, so I don't I, I don't know. Forty-two. Forty-two kilometers. I think. Yeah. So that's how long. Yeah, they're this, pretty long. That's how long the. Uh, yeah, they're pretty the, long. But look, man. And, uh, I, you know what? The, the other thing. One, one quick thing too about about lack of inventory for automobiles. Isn't yeah, that good for business where you can bump up the price per unit? Ah. Uh, Okay. You can you can sell less. You can make the same amount of profit with less effort. Less effort. You think that it, oh, there's so much to unpack there, Rocky. Okay, so let, I, I, I'm going to address it because you know the show is an automotive show. We just find cars boring, but I'll address it for you. You are absolutely right. I think that car manufacturers have finally figured out that they don't have to shovel that product into dealer's inventory for them to be profitable because now they really don't have to give you any special anything. There are no special interest rates. There are no incentives. There are no cashbacks. There is nothing. So the vehicles now are being sold for what they should have been sold to begin with for MSRP and no discounts and, and no incentives. So you are right. I mean, we can sell less vehicles and keep uh, the profit margins because, I mean, somebody, uh, that's why, unlike popular beliefs, car dealerships are not charity, you know, charitable organizations. They're not charities. You know, they, they are there to make some sort of money. We need to support a hundred people. So, you know, we need to get a return on the investment. And if somebody puts in $20 million into a business, into the building, into the tools and the facilities, you need to generate some sort of, you know, return on investment. Otherwise, what's the point? But people, some, for some. Yeah, you're right. That, you're correct. What's the point? But here's the thing. Most people, if they had $20 million to play with, why would they pick that industry? Why not? There are so many other options. Unless they really love cars that much. No, I think that, uh, you see, there's a lot more to the car industry than you may think. I mean, you are, thank you so much, money, for just completely, you know, ruining my train of thought. You know, this is, he's sitting in front of me, you know, eating bananas, and I can hear the, you know, chewing the bananas like, bananas like a cow no. in the background. Bananas sorry, don't Rocky. make a noise. You know, yeah, I, but ice I, does. You know, you Rocky, sorry. A cup of ice this is, right this up needs to, to be mic. addressed. Then early this morning, he just Clips open his vodka I, I told soda. You, I wanted to do that on radio. I was like, I was want yes, to do this. And just now he's chugging back, you know, a bucket of That's ice. Vodka soda. Oh, I'm you. joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Rocky. I apologize for my this morning or temporary co-host for completely interrupting your train of thought after chewing a bucket of ice on air. That's absolutely brilliant. Hey. Great.
Right on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. this is what I was going to say. The um, in relation to the you know to the car industry, look, right now I think that car manufacturers are finally. Um, made it clear to themselves that they don't have to do anything to sell the vehicles anymore. They, the vehicle should be sold for what it was built to be sold for, and dealerships are you know are able to retain their profit margins in order for it to be a viable enterprise without having to haggle their way into putting a deal together. And you know the the reality is this, uh, Rocky, that yes, there are all sorts of different you know, businesses that you can put your money in, but the car business is a lot more than meets the eye. For example, when you buy the land, um, you that becomes also a real estate investment. So you buy the land, you service cars, you sell parts, you sell service, you and, and you pay down your mortgage. Next thing you know, you have you're in business. So you know, a lot of people don't understand. No, no, I understand that. I, I talked to another dealer in my neighborhood and they said the same thing. They they sold where they were and they moved to a better location. They, they said the same thing. They talked about the real estate. So now, are you an automotive or are you real estate or both? So, so the automobile supports the real estate industry. So the real estate industry is actually the better one of the two. Of course, but that that applies to every single retail operation, because most places, like for example, I you know my my partner and I own a couple of jujitsu academies right in Oakville, and um, I pay rent to somebody. If I could buy the building, so I can use the rent to pay the mortgage, so then I I own the building that I'm using for my retail operations. Why wouldn't I do that? And then you become it's a double whammy. But this is just you know business one on one, Rocky. But listen, uh, hold that thought for a second. We need to take a break because it's the, the turn, it's a it's a it's the turn of the hour, folks. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Before you make any car buying decisions, those who know know that you need to come and see me. And my my people, my brethren, my brothers and sisters at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture, and if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dowstock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco.
back. You are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on Saga 960 AM. The mighty Saga 960 AM. Our fearless leader is in the house. You know, she's here trying to start working out in January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just hear the excitement in her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> why wait? Like literally, why wait? Why can't you just leave right now and go for a run? Go for a workout. It's cold outside. I know, and that's the you know. Whenever I see people jogging and it's minus forty, I I don't think that they're hard. I think that they're like goofy. I've, like, I know. I'm just like you're gonna fall. Joe, you, you, you have a treadmill in the basement. No, we don't actually. I, you I sold was, it? I was, no, we don't have one. I was just there two nights ago. You know when you locked me up down there. You know. <laughs> there is, is no money treadmill. In the basement dweller. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Is Rocky still on the line? <laughs> yeah. Is oh. Rocky? Hey, Rocky. Rocky, you there? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Um, so that's you know that's my comment. Answer your uh, your question, or at least helps you understand in any other way what we do at at, at the store. Okay. Does it? And I, I think that we are we got our lines crossed here. Yeah, I think that we got our lines crossed. Uh, Rocky, thank you so much for calling the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, if that was a, right. that was an that was an end uh, abrupt end to our conversation. Uh, clearly, I wasn't able to uh, uh, <laughs> pick up where I left it off last hour. You know, I blame this Rocky. You did nothing wrong, brother. It's all you know. My 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 head is in a fog. Everything has to do with Manny's chugging of an ice bucket on it's air because of Nick. There you go. It's because yeah, Nick is responsible. That's great. I'm so I'm thirsty, bro. Like. That's great. That's just great. <laughs> oh boy. You know, I um, there's a, there's a bunch of things. Uh, traditionally, in my house, when when my oh, when all my kids were talking to me, uh, we used to celebrate um, Festivus. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, with the celebration of Festivus? Do you know what this is? Yeah, from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, so it's Festivus for the rest of us. So we would celebrate this because I don't, um, I'm not a, although I do recognize that the name of the holiday is Christmas and we should celebrate Christmas. I mean, there's a lot of other celebrations uh, around the world and from other religions and whatnot, but it is Christmas. Uh, Myself, because I don't believe in those things, I celebrated Festivus. So uh, as a a Festivus celebration, we would have an aluminum pole as our Christmas tree. Uh, that would be the actual uh, symbolic as you know aspect of uh, festivals, and then we would have the um, the airing of the grievances. So all the things that my kids did to get me upset throughout the year would be aired out out loud. So you would just grill them. For I would an, just for grill like them for a, for a long time. Nice. After that, we would have the feats of strength. So we would just beat the living lights out of each other. Usually, the living room. So it was three against one. And, but then they got big, right? And it became a little bit more complicated. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, the more difficult ones to fight was my daughter. My daughter was, uh, I mean, both, you know, Josh and, and, and Emma are athletes. But uh, Emma was a national champion uh, level Irish dancer. So she was so strong. It was unbelievable. So whenever she grew, she was the one that, you know, tipped the scale. So now I didn't stand a chance. My three kids were going at me. (laughs) Uh, But then we had the Christmas miracles, you know, things that we were grateful for, you know, 
like the fact that my Starbucks uh, store around the corner from my house gets my coffee right every single morning at 5.30. That was a miracle. Big shout out, Starbucks. Oh, well, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a love-hate relationship with Starbucks these days. And I do understand that... Uh, Things and you know, thanks to our favorite dictator, prices of everything is going up in Canada. Uh, but uh, seven dollars for a coffee, like really, really? Mm-hmm. And then we complain about gas prices. <laughs> you get a liter of gas for what, like five dollars now? How much is a liter of gas? Like a, a buck eighty or something? I feel at nighttime. It's a dollar. It's gone oh, down. I'm a little sorry, bit. I'm it asking a... the wrong people because you know, virtual yeah. singlers <laughs> here. You know, they they just plug it in. <laughs> Does I do have a gas card. Oh, you, oh, you do? Truck, remember? Yeah, yeah so do I. Does, does it make you feel bad after you drive it? No. Is that the Highlander? Yeah. I like Highlanders. Oh, look, what are you? Now yeah. you like Highlanders, huh? I, uh, First you were making fun of them for the longest time. Now no, you're like, oh, I like Highlanders. No, listen, 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 listen. If you, if I like you, if, I like Highlanders. <laughs> I, if you want to remain celibate. That's scary how squeaky that gets. Yeah, so it gets pretty, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very squeaky. Yeah. You know, I, um, yeah, it, it pierced. Can we it, do a show with just helium balloons one it's, time? It's, it's, it's piercing. <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to remain celibate, you know, there are two cars that will guarantee that your sex life will drop off the face of the earth. Prius. One, uh, no, no, no. The Prius is, doesn't even. No, no. You, no. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that to my worst enemy. You know. No, no. <laughs> uh, the first one is a Toyota Corolla, for sure. If ladies, if you want your husband to remain faithful, monogamous, let him drive a Toyota Corolla. Uh, it is the opposite of sex appeal. Uh, that's that's number one. Number two is a Toyota Highlander, f- for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was that, so <laughs> certain with that. Did you hear the yes. for sure with that one? Like, it is bro, the, I felt that. Look, it is the absolute. My husband drives to work. <laughs> it's the least sexy car that anybody could ever possibly buy, aside from the Toyota. The Toyota Corolla, notwithstanding, because that's the worst. That Wait, is. You know what? Worst. Any t- like. So far, anybody that's driven my car, like the Which Highlander, one? oh the Highlander, they're like I, the res- like the feedback I get, they're like, dude, that's a really good car. Like it's so spacious from inside. I'll 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 I'll, I'll be honest with you, spacious, hundred percent drive. No, it's an appliance. It's a, yes, sir. it reminds me. A few weeks ago, we were talking about this, and we said we were going to make a list of of the cars. That are best for your game. Oh yeah, do you know, we, we totally we should, forgot we should, about this. No, we should do that next week. Okay. Can you remind next me during week? the week? Okay. 100%. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I want to give you a list of the top ten cars that will kill your your game or your sex life, and the top ten cars that will aid it like significantly. You know, one of my buddies is recently became single, and uh, when we are investigating, you know, the type of vehicles that he should be buying, mm-hmm. you know, there are some definite cars that will improve your chances of scoring <laughs> big time. Definitely. But anyways, going back <laughs> going back to the Toyota Highlander, you know, when somebody introduces you to, uh, you know, one of their friends that, you know, she's a really nice girl. Or he's a really nice guy. That's, you know, and they probably are. That's a Highlander for you. Yeah. You know, you know that there is like, ah, hard to look. Ay, yeah. Ah. But they have good credit. You know, yeah. they have good credit. They have a good job. Bumper's you know. been repainted a few times. Uh, you know. No, 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 no. You can't be that hard Head, to the high. Headlights <laughs> mismatch a little. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no it's actually, like you know, one, one window's tinted in the other. No? Talk to you about. Oh, yeah. The new vehicles. Have you noticed the um, the lights are very strong? Yeah. 
In what sense? Like when you're driving at night, yeah, they're they're really strong. Like every time, I, like I, they seem like that, as if I had my high beam on. And when I'm on the highway, the amount of times I get honked because the person in front of me thinks I have my high beam on, but I don't. It's the auto one. It's it. it I think it's because you're higher. Yeah, that too. And you got to understand, technology has gone to a point where a lot of these new car manufacturing companies, their headlights are, are they actually move with your steering wheel. So if you ever park up your car, turn the wheel to the left, you'll notice that a part of your headlight will actually move to the left to make you see that direction. I know this is there because BMWs do this. I'm not sure about uh, other vehicles. We but, have had it in yeah. Nissan for 20 years, just so you know. I mean, he's just yeah. catching up with technology now. But I know. No, I, 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 know exactly what, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. And, you know, it's not an uncommon complaint that we get. And, in fact, you see it whenever you have incoming traffic. It feels like it's... It's directly on your eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with the height of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So if you're driving a lower car and you are right behind or approaching a Highlander like yours, mm -hmm. they, those regular beams are going to be right on your face and they get pretty uncomfortable. Um, I don't know what the solution is, but what I can tell you is this, that the, the, the actual power of the headlights today it makes the vehicle driving experience so unbelievably safer mm -hmm. because, you know, back in the day with halogen lights, oh my goodness, it was just like yellow light that you couldn't see anything past mm -hmm. maybe 10, 20 meters in front of you. And when you're driving at 100 kilometers an hour, mm -hmm. you need to see as far into the distance as possible. So, uh, I mean, everything has a drawback and those brighter headlights, um, they are certainly uh, LED or, you know, ultra, uh, yeah, LEDs is what you, most cars have these days, but um, they, they do have a definite benefit for you. So if you're driving the vehicle mm -hmm. and you have those lights, guess what? You know, you are having a safer driving experience on those vehicles. I know, but it's like, I, get, I, I kid you not, I actually got at a red stop light, a stop sign, sorry, red light. The person that was in front of me came next to me, and he literally, I put he he did that little gesture yeah. like put your window down, right? So I did. He goes, turn off your high beam. I'm like, it's not on. I'm like, I'm like, that's just how the new cars. Maybe are. this person just wanted to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe oh this person God. looked at you and just wanted to yell at you. Yeah, turn your high beam. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it's a. It, I'm not the only one. Do you normally roll your window down with anybody that just you know? If makes I, you know signal? what, I just feel like oh maybe that person needs help. Then I'll just put my window down. I'm like, yes, can I help you? And then they start yelling. I'm like, all right, I'll yeah, put it back up. Really, oh, she's, yeah, yeah, she's really innocent to the world like that. Yeah. Well, that's very kind of you to, yeah. to roll your window down. That's why I black out my, you know, I call it the Carrasco tent because I go down to 5%. I, I don't want anybody to see me inside the car. I don't want to see my it. My husband's car is like that, too. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Who's your tent guy? I got, I got some work, you know. Um, you know, talk to me. This guy yeah. is one of the absolute best tenters on the planet. He, Shout out he, tent guy. Yeah, is uh, he owns a company called Carcel Tent. Cool. And uh, he's been with me for a very, very, very long time. I'll give you his phone number. Yeah, he's amazing. Sweet. And he will go to your house. Oh, that's perfect. So long as you're reasonable, he'll go to your house. That's perfect. Uh, which is great. But we were talking about something. We, oh, we were talking about festivals. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I completely lost my train of thought because uh, uh, Jody wanted to talk to me about her high beams. That's, yeah. that's great. But you, you, you were talking about how you guys would all get together and count your blessings and be grateful after your oh, kids would. Yes, like, thank you. Beat thank you. you up. At least one of you guys was paying attention, pay attention to what I was saying. That's right. The ice guys. So, you know, the uh, the Christmas miracles, Starbucks, expensive, you know, tangent, boom. Now I, 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 I'm back. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I'm grateful for this year is, uh, is 
the basement dweller. The basement dweller, this uh, the mouth breathing knuckle dragon troglodyte that assaults my email every single Saturday morning has given me more material on this show than anybody else has ever given me. I mean, this guy is, you know, he, he is a gift. I am grateful to Zinu uh, for what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know who Zinu is? No. Do you know who Zinu is? No. Do you guys know? Oh, you guys need to uh you need to keep up to date with your Our new religions, culture, man. Yeah. yeah, man. It's uh is he's the uh he's the alien overlord of the Scientology. You know, he is the head of all the uh, Thetans. Oh, is he the leader of the lizard people? No, no, no. That no. I need to call. I talk to Richard about that later on today. Uh, I got an email. Yeah, it's the funniest thing. I got an email about the lizard people. They want me to talk about the lizard people. Dude, that's uh, that's not what I talk about. And then the guy says, "Oh, you know, can you send this to Richard?" He's like, "All right, <laughs> Richard must know something about the lizard people. I have no idea." Um, but the basement dweller, um, he he is truly, uh, you know, a, a piece of work. And uh, every single Saturday morning, he just assaults assaults my email. Like this morning. Um, I think I got three or so emails from this guy, and um, I have decided to buy him a Christmas present. So I want to discuss with you guys. Sorry, what time do you get these? I really want to know. Uh, there, it's right there. Oh. There's a timestamp. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I just gave my phone to money, and he is reading. Don't open the emails. Oh, no, I, even open I don't them, even right? want to. Uh, and... Uh, I was the, reading the first lines yeah, and of oh the my foulness Lord. that he sends to me every single day. Oh God! So God. he is amazing for my self esteem. It's great, absolutely great. Right, so, so gifts, check, yeah. it's still scrolling down. Oh. This guy's wow. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. But you got to respect the this. commitment. I, 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 I yeah. He, yeah. He's up a hundred percent in love with me. Well, thank you for listening. Yes, no, no, no. He's in love with me. I know that he loves me in ways that he he's fighting the feeling. When he thinks of me, he shakes. You know, the temp his temperature just rises. Gets butterflies. You know, he gets butterflies in his stomach. You know, his mouth. Oh, no. okay. I, I I need to discuss with you. What do you think would be an adequate present for the basement dweller? Because we've discussed this before that we were going to send him a couple of blow up dolls because we all need the you know we all think that he needs a girlfriend. But is there anything else that you can think of? You know, Jacob, what do you think that we should send the basement dweller? Vitamin D. Huh? Vitamin D. He probably hasn't got out of his basement for oh, a yeah, very that's long true. time. Yeah. To open up the curtains. <laughs> I have some vitamin D drops if you want. <laughs> I give them to my son. You know, Maybe we should send next, it to him. Next time he comes out from the basement, he, this is the sound effect. The light. It burns. <laughs> it burns. It burns. Mother, bring my laptop. My precious. It burns. It hurts us. <laughs> so, uh, if uh, if you know, I know for sure that the basement dweller is listening to the show right now. Um, you know, I uh, if you can send me your address, I will have a uh, a, a present this this festive season. Uh, you know, just because you are one of the things that I am absolutely grateful for. You are amazing. I, I love reading the nonsense that comes out of your emails. It's fantastic. So if you send me your address, I can I can forward 
a present. And no, I'm not going to go see you. I'm not going to do it. You know, before the show, Money and I were talking about what is it that I'm going to do with this guy because he he he's desperate for my attention. You know, so we were discussing the uh, you know a celebrity match. You know, we we, we put some money on uh, yeah uh, on the line here. We need had a boss over here to actually give us a thumbs up on this. Yeah, we we should have a celebrity match. So we Please go yeah. we go in, on 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 the octagon and we just. Uh, we just fight, and whoever loses, you know, whoever taps out first, uh, they have to donate uh, money to a charity. And uh, but we need to make it a you know a nice nice purse like the actual you know, money, put, not me. Yeah, I'd put a you know you know some a few tens of thousands of dollars. I'd put twenty grand on this fight. What do you think? And we give it. If I lose, no problem. And I'll, I'll, we'll record it. We'll we'll record it. We'll we'll televise it, and we uh, uh we put it out there in the universe. And uh, I will give my twenty grand to uh, do a charity of some sort. What do you think? Do you think that would you uh, you would support this endeavor, uh, their uh, boss? Just kill my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I can always find an event company that will that will support this. I'll do the commentary. <laughs> Why do you laugh like and, that? And uh, you know, there's only a, one condition that we both need to wear a tube top and a thong. So that <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> that, <laughs> you that, get someone else to do that job. I'm not going. That would that would be the only condition. So we need to fight uh, wearing a tube top and a thong, uh, and of your choice, color you're choosing. And um, this is, um, I think, uh, you know, we should probably make it an open challenge. I, you know, we need to look at the logistics. But, uh, yeah, that would be going for the basement dweller. Saying that, uh, so if you're listening, because I know you are, uh, send me your address. And, uh, no, I'm not going to go visit you because that would be weird. Um, I'm going to send you a present uh, on behalf of the entire cast and, and crew here of the Carrasco Show for providing so much endless material. You know that the number of people that – bring up the basement dweller to me. Real. It's unreal. You know, whenever there is a slacker that comes and see me at uh, Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity, they always ask me the same thing. Who is this basement dweller guy? Oh, and um, I said, first of all, I don't know if he's a guy because he may, you know... Lizard person. They, they may oh. describe himself as something else. I, mean, I don't want to assume. It's 2022, you know, people. I, yeah, almost I, 2023. I don't. You know? I don't want to assume anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he, uh, if, if he does, if, I don't know if he classifies himself as a guy, but uh, if he does, I don't. I don't know who he is. I've never met this person, and um, he's in love with me. But anyways, uh, what are you grateful for this year, Manny? I want an, other than buckets of ice uh, on air. Can I just one last one? No, 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 no. It's so annoying. I was ready to mute him. Oh, wow. I was going to mute myself. It's like in baseball, three strikes, you're out. You've Uh, already done it twice. Well, okay. You don't get a third. You know, we should probably take a short break right now. Folks, Uh, the phone lines are open. I want to know what you're grateful for this year. If there is anything that you are grateful for. 289-275-9600. This is the hour of the grievances. So if you have a beef, you have a question, problem, suggestion, concerns, issues... Call me, 289-275-9600 if you want to complain about anything. Call me. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no-commission salespeople. We'll take a break. Be right back.
My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. You need to wait until the beat drops. That's the problem with some of those songs. It takes so long for the beat to come down that it's like, ah, okay, I gotta talk. Yeah, and then it's all I different time. Like something. you, you never know when the beat's gonna drop. But you gotta feel the aroma of the song, right? Yeah. Builds the aroma too. of the song. Look the aroma, at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a man of taste, right there. You I know did. this guy listens to music. That, that's a sophisticated pa- you know, musical be, palette. I'll be honest with you. I was watching Peaky Blinders, and I came across this beautiful song. It's by Nick Cave. It's called The Mercy Seat. Yeah. Are you going to plug your beat right now? No, I'm not going to plug my beat right now. You have, have, you have beats? Here. No, no. He does? Yeah. I do. Can we play it? Can you find it? I, I don't have it. It's, I have it. He he send, it. it to him. send it to him. We'll play it. I'll yeah, we'll it in see. Right him. Maybe we'll make you famous. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. No, it's not maybe maybe we'll get you a date this way. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, money money, and, and Nav. <laughs> yeah, no, don't through. do that, please. please. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Who do we have? Oh, Frank, uh, you were on hold for a very long time. Call back, dude. Uh, we want to talk to you. Call me at um, call me at ten fifty six. Call me, call me around that time. Who do we have on the line? We have uh, Glenn. Glenn, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. What's on your mind this morning? Hey, Greg. I hope all is well with you. Everything is amazing, man. Um, I'm loving my life these days. <laughs> I'm calling about the soccer. I know you think it's not a sport, but it is a sport. The only thing I don't like about the soccer games is when they get hurt and they go on the ground and they're like, they're just, they're dying. And <laughs> everybody's standing around and then all of a sudden they're okay again. That's the part I don't like. <laughs> the overacting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is uh, I do think that soccer is a sport. No, I, I never said that it wasn't a sport, but I, I do think that there was a lot of theatrics involved. You know, I how can I explain this in a way that makes sense? The um, you know, for for the car connoisseurs, um, those will know that an Audi R8, the V10, mm. it is very very much the same vehicle as a Lamborghini. Gallardo at the time, you Agreed. know. Uh, I think that now it became the Huracan or something, something like, or the Murcielago or something. Yes, the Murcielago. But, uh, you know, an R8 was the same vehicle as a Lamborghini Gallardo, okay? Same thing. Now, different, oh. different, you know, aesthetic cues, but same car. And uh, I had both vehicles. You know, one is a sophisticated, smooth, nice, quiet ride with a little tiny purr in the back end whenever you open up the, the throttle. That was the R8. Mm. And then you went into the Lamborghini. (laughs) 
they clicks and clunks and explosions and the theatrics that came along with the Lamborghini made it the, the, the number one choice. There was no comparison between the two cars. And uh, I do feel that, that there is a lot to gain by faking things in soccer. You know, with, with the Gallardo, it, what made it so interesting is the fact that you there were so many noises and drama that was attached to it that made it interesting to watch. And I think that a lot of soccer players think that they're Lamborghinis. Uh, you know, they barely, they don't even touch each other, man. They just go down as if they're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, the stressors come out and next thing you know, they just come, you know, running back into Literally the field. Five minutes later after just a quick little. Yeah. Are the soccer referees that out of touch with reality or is this is a thing? Is that is that what it is, well, Jacob? You know, uh, you know. Talk to me. What do you what do you think? What if soccer players do they do no. they flop? Is that what you're asking? Well, they, we know they flop. Yeah. I mean, in, in a lot of other sports, are starting to do the same. But like yeah. I, I, the question more towards of like sh- the referees should they like not be taking those calls so seriously? Like, come on, all you did was really brush shoulders, and all of a sudden now you're grabbing your arm like. He dislocated. That's the best. Yeah, well, I think there is a lot of that in soccer where, you know, you'll have a guy down on the on the pitch and the refs won't call anything because, yeah, they've they've learned. And, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, really, it's every sport. Now, hockey, you see guys faking a stick. You know, they get a stick come up mm-hmm. and they fake like, oh, they, they like, like lean their head all the way back. Basketball, we see it. And, yeah, I mean, because as a referee in every sport, it's it's so hard to have an eye on everything. Exactly. Especially in live time with how fast these guys move, especially hockey too. These guys are moving so fast. You can't pick up on every single thing that's happening. You have to make a split second decision. Was that a penalty? Was that not a well, penalty? Well, you know, that's the one thing. Sorry to interrupt. That's the one thing that I appreciate about uh, the playbacks. You know, in some sports now, they go to the cameras, they look at if somebody's faking it. And I think that there should be a financial um, penalty for the guy that is faking it. You know that's the only way that you're going to be able to curb behavior, man. Mm-hmm. You know if you you accept this and and is uh is is absolutely ridiculous. And that's what a lot of people don't like about soccer the the faking and the acting that goes involved. Thank you so much for that phone call. Who else do we have on the line there? Uh, we have Jim from Pickering. Jim, I haven't talked to Jim in a very 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 long time. It's good to hear you, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Greg? And a happy belated birthday to you. How was your birthday? You know, it was fantastic, dude. I I can't even explain. I am not worthy of all the attention and all the wonderful people that are in my life these days. You know, I I opened myself up uh, to be vulnerable. And uh, a lot of people have, you know, leaked right into my life. And they're awesome people. They were always around. I just never gave them a chance. And uh, I'm I'm very fortunate. This year has been a very interesting year. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good, Greg. Greg, can I just say what before I ask a question? You know what they're doing right out in front of my house Saturday morning now, and they've been doing it for a while. What I moved in here in 1995. Okay, and so what they're doing now is they're putting fiber, so high speed cable or whatever, right? Yeah. Fiber optics. You know how many times they've dug up out there in the time I've been here, and I've got a showpiece lawn, and I had a tree on that lawn and was struck by lightning. But, you know, they keep digging up. But the thing is, Greg, they can put all these satellites into space. Elon Musk can put one of his cars into space. They can put a rover on Mars and set up communication with it on Mars. Why is it? 
we we just can't seem to. You know, we've had dishes, we've had antennas, we've had satellite. Why can't they work something out? You know, that they you know send this message into the house. Uh, you know, uh, through I don't know technology. I I, I don't have the answer to you. Uh, for yeah. that man I, I really don't uh, maybe it has to do with the reliability of the of the connection or the communication I don't know yeah I don't know yeah but it's funny you know it seems a bit primitive right but the thing is okay so my question today uh, Greg was going to be now that there are no incentives that they're not giving you the zero percent interest would, would you say now you might as well pay cash or work with that and like right now it's definitely a seller's market <laughs> So anything you can do to tip in the favor. What do you think about paying cash for a car? I think it's still a terrible idea, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Because it's never a good idea to pay cash with your liquid for a depreciating asset. I mean, it's still a depreciating asset. And and I can tell you this, the the fact that there are no discounts, uh, no incentives, no special rates, no nothing, is the absolute best thing that could have happened to the consumer. Do you know why? (laughs) No. Because your cars don't, dep- don't depreciate as much. You see, let me put it to you this way. You know, if you um, if you bought a vehicle for $30,000 and then the manufacturer would overstock the dealers with that same vehicle, and next month, because they had so many days supply of that product, they, they would put a five, six, ten thousand dollars $10,000 incentive on that car. Guess what happened to the value of the vehicle that you just bought? It uh. would- not so much, you know. It, it takes time, you know, like that. That for that to work through. No, but, Jim. Know, Jim, I mean, sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to disagree with you wholeheartedly on this one. And remember that this. I'm a professional on the industry, arguably the most famous professional in the industry in the country. And I can tell you this, that the absolute best thing that could happen to you is for you not to have incentives on your car. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive to buy it up front, but it's a lot less painful for you to keep that vehicle in your house because they are not depreciating as aggressively as the ones did. You got to remember this. You know, it, it was it was common it was common knowledge that you would lose 25 to 30% of, of the value of the vehicle in the first 12 months of ownership. Of course. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't yes. happen anymore. That literally doesn't happen anymore. You know, people are coming back on leases right now that uh, they have equity on leases. This never happened before. So what we see in today's market is probably unbeknownst to the consumer, one of the absolute best things that could have ever, ever happened to the retail buyer of an automotive in Canada. Because this game that car manufacturers were playing in the past of incentivizing their way into a higher market share was backfiring on the resale value of all the product that they were trying to protect. So now, their product is actually worth something in one, two, three, or four years from now. So no, I, I think that you need to reassess that thinking because this is the absolute best thing that could have happened to the consumer. I know it doesn't feel that way, but in answer to your question originally, do not ever pay cash for a vehicle and don't do it. Keep your cash. Use somebody else's money to finance this. Use the money that you make from your money to pay for that vehicle that you're driving. Don't use your money. Okay, Jim? I'm going to go around to a lot of dealers, Yeah. right? And you know something? And and I've, I've read articles on this, but you have to give up your brand loyalty. So, you know, right now, the way things are, and what I'm going to do is I'm making a list, short list, net, 
going to go out and I'm going to, you know, find out what they want for the cars and make a decision like based on, you know, what's a good deal for that car. I mentioned to you Grand Caravan, they want 48, you know, but they're advertising a uh, RAV4, the LE all wheel drive for, I think it's 34,000 and they say the dealer can charge uh, an extra 2000 or something, 2100 or 1200, I forget. Yeah. That sounds like a better deal. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that's what you're, if that's what you're looking for, for sure. Um, I'm not a big fan of their product. Um, I, I would much rather buy something else than that. But I mean, that's that's an individual decision. Uh, saying that, I think that paying for less for a, for a vehicle today is uh, is good. I think that everybody should get themselves an extended warranty because. Now you really have no incentive to get out of the car earlier. So, you know, keeping the vehicle functioning properly and maintaining it to death is the absolute best thing that you can do for it. But, uh, uh, Jim, do not pay cash for that car. Thank you so much for calling the show, Jim. It's good to hear your voice again. Good to hear you too. Bye, Greg. Thank you. We'll talk soon. You know, the, the amount of knowledge that we drop on the public right now, and a lot of people forget that I'm an automotive expert, self-proclaimed, the most well-known Automotive expert in the country. Yes, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking for a car, buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, squashing a car, trading something, and you want to know what the value is, call me. I I will always take a car question on the show, regardless of the sort of nonsense that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we will always take... <laughs> 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 that's that's one of the, our, the sound bites, uh, yeah. you know, Jyoti. I don't don't get too uh, <laughs> upset with that. There's like a hundred of those ones there. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta Jacob start, I gotta start using, using them more. Yeah, yeah, why don't you? In I, fact, I should. you should give me a board here, and I I can use them because I know what they all are. You know, that would be nice to have. Oh yeah, that would be. yeah, that would that would be super cool. You know, we are in the last you know twenty minutes or so of of the show. Frank, call me back. You know, I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll give you a few more minutes. Um, <laughs> we're gonna take a short break, folks. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. This is the hour of the grievances. Whatever is on your mind, you can call me. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600. You still have time. Call me. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. If you want to say something, say it now. Because I ain't got the time to be waiting around. Come on, tell me what you feel use your mouth. If you want to say something, say it we're back it appears that we made it against all odds in my face feeling like I was underwater the entire show we toughed it we toughed it out. We tough. We, we we did it. 
In your face, Nick. In your face. We got a special guest. We oh. do? Yeah, look behind you. Oh, my goodness. Who's that? I don't know. Who's that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I just thought I'd just say, oh. <laughs> Jyoti, call security. There's some yeah, guy in the building. Some, I don't know who this guy there's is. There's some guy in the building. I don't know who he is. There's some random person in the building. <laughs> uh, our program director just made an appearance. You know, he is like the uh, Comet Haley. We see him come around every 50 years. <laughs> Came in from the West Coast. <laughs> from the West Coast. Yes. Oh yeah, that, is that what he was doing? That uh, gang sign as he yes. walked in. Yes, that was, was West Coast. Was stuff, twisting eh? his fingers up. I see. But anyways, in your face, Nick. Thank you so much for getting me sick. We still made it through. It's a generational difference. You know, this is typical immigrant mentality. Just push through. You know, yep. I'm telling you, man. Just, okay. just get it done. Just get it just done. Get it done. I went through a, almost an entire box of Kleenex this morning. Thank you very much, people. I know that this has got nothing to do with your life, but, um, you know, I, I'm very proud that I didn't destroy my nose in the process. Shout and, out uh, Royal Kleenex. You know, shout out to... Uh, is Trying to get that brand deal? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that's like my third deal. shout out, yeah. right? Like, Royal Kleenexes. You know, I use you. My nose is still intact. Um, it is good. There are some Kleenex uh, that have, uh, or tissue papers that have lotion, so it's nice and soft on your nose. It's the absolute worst, man. You blow your nose and next thing you know, it's like your entire face is red. Yeah. That's Thank you. Thank no. you. Not mm -hmm. good. I, I want to send a big shout out to my, um, uh, he's my best friend, but I'm not his best friend, uh, Kurt. Uh, you know, he's, you know, the uh, the best friend for, for him is already taken. So, you know, whatever. Uh, he was my bodyguard on my uh, recent excursion, a James Bond excursion into uh, into Mexico. And uh, he did the job perfectly. Yes. Also, a big shout out to my uh, uh, to my nieces, um, his daughters that he never brings around. Lily and Maya, I know that they're coming home now, so they're in the car. They just, you know, send me a message. You know, a big hug to the two of you. I love you both. Um, just so you know, your dad, uh, your dad is, uh, he's my best friend, but I'm not his best friend. You know, you need to have a conversation with your father. I also want to send a big shout out to, uh, again, to the folks at Okta BJJ Oakville in Okta BJJ Mississauga. If you are looking at doing some real martial arts and um, the closest thing that I've ever had to a religious experience you should probably come down to octabjj.com we will soon become the largest Brazilian Jiu Jitsu providers uh, in the province of Ontario and hopefully the country um, you know, shout out to my partners, my, my partner Luis, uh, and uh, he is an absolute rock star. I, I'm sorry for your loss in the Brazil game yesterday, uh, but uh, I'm sure that maybe you will be cheering for Portugal today. I don't, I don't know if what the love for Portugal is. Hey, well, yes, we have a score in that game, actually. And what is it? it? Is, uh, it's one nothing or 1-0 Morocco. What? Yeah. Morocco is up? They are up 1-0 at halftime. Oh, my God. Yeah, they Who, scored at the 42nd minute. I have no stake. You have no stake in the I game? No stake. Yeah, we were debating uh, which uh, sport was the uh, the most boring sport on the planet, whether it was soccer, not golf, because golf, oh, yeah, yeah. golf is not a sport. Let's get Praveen's yeah, thoughts on golf. How about yeah, that? Praveen, put, put, oh, you know, put, your, put your headset on. Come on, man. You know, you, 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 you're the program director. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, we'll talk sports then. Yeah, uh, uh, well, yeah, that my forte, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? You know, the the toss up with soccer. So soccer is just you know, watch a tree grow. It's more interesting. Uh, <laughs> then this you, is 
Huh? Okay, this is true. I will give you that. Uh, baseball, uh, oh, you know, paint no, dry, no, no. you know. Oh, uh, baseball. So which one is more boring? Baseball, curling, soccer. Curling. Oh, and that wasn't that wasn't part of the original. The original discussion curling. was baseball, golf, or soccer. Yeah, but, but then we decided that golf wasn't even a sport. That was you who decided that. I'm sorry. I made the decision collectively for humankind. I made the decision. Has the great Carrasco show come to an end now? I understand if he's not calling golf a sport. I think think we're rescheduling the show now. I I think that I just got Uh, fired, folks. I think, yeah. Oh, wow. You'll you'll now be tuning into Greg Carrasco at midnight. Listen, just because because you're in a senior's home in in, in BC (laughs) and all you do is golf all day. (laughs) No, no, he's fine. Greg, you're fine. You're good. I'm fine. Is this the Christmas episode where we're all to be good to uh, (laughs) fellow men? Yeah, Yeah. apparently not. No, man. I just got canned. But, you know, I will tell tell you this though about what? curling even though I, I despise curling i i tried curling yeah once and it was very very hard yeah it was a lot harder to do than i i give people credit yeah, for. I do, you, do you remember the first time that you try walking how hard it was <laughs> Of when course, it's hard. When I was seventeen, it was. It was <laughs> every, of course, if you try the first time, everything is hard at first. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, really. But it was. I thought it was be, would be easy. What? Why, what's wrong with that? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand. I think b- I, both of them I, just. I need to know what's we, happening. What's here. going on in the control room? Should we call nine one one? We, I, we I, have a complete laugh. Yeah, they're laughing both attack. You know, when the what happened? I need to know what's going on on this side, Jacob. No, wait, wait for her to laugh it out because then the worst thing is her laughing and trying to explain the joke because then all you're going to hear is just like fragments Folks, and more laughter. Just, just so I can explain to you what is happening, I'm going to use the theater of the mind here. Uh, we're talking about golf and curling and, and everything else and then we look into our other control uh, room. the control room and I see the owner of the radio station hysterically laughing at something and I cannot see the face of my producer. She's yeah. crying. So, so I'm flying solo she's crying and he's going red oh, oh wow Jacob talk to me what's going on here I need to know so we can laugh with you oh she just said it was a very interesting discussion and <laughs> and what um, <laughs> yeah the golf she 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 doesn't think too fondly of golf that was that was it oh I see no I don't think that that's what but fine if you don't want to share you know you can talk to my hand now we just but carry on very few of us have seen um, our illustrious Jyoti play golf so I say I I can say I have. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am sure. Enough said. <laughs> you know, are you are you here for the uh, Christmas party? I am. That's very I nice am. to see you. I, w- I was not expecting you here, but I, I'm glad that you came. No, there was a lot. Was... a lot of people invited. I didn't realize how many people are associated with the station. That's There's, great. That's why we were doing it because there are a lot of. I think in three years we have a lot of people haven't seen each other. There are people I have actually hired. Yeah, that you've never working. seen. I've never seen. You never met. So I haven't met them yet. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of those people. Uh, you know, I, I I certainly hope that uh, you know the government is paying attention to how much uh, how affected the population became when you can't see one another, when we can't talk to each other. Um, we had our company Christmas party last Saturday, mm. and uh, it was unbelievable how nice people were to each other. It's like they had been starving from human interaction for mm-hmm. so long mm-hmm. that now, you know, a lot of them, they don't even know how to react with one another. It's like, ah, yeah, it's a, uh, let me take shots. Well, <laughs> is it handshake or fist pump or elbow thing? Like people are so worried about 
actual physical contact. I think I, I'm I'm not. I love physical contact. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was another that was another plug for the jiu-jitsu that's uh, another episode <laughs> <laughs> talking in the dark with Greg Carrasco oh yeah the, uh, but no it's, uh, it's good it's good I'm glad that you guys are doing it I think that it's, it's great I, I have made some really good friends here Nick is not one of them you're right um, <laughs> yeah. the, um, I made some pretty good friends at the radio station and uh, you know I can tell you this um, and I'm speaking from, you know, strictly from a personal perspective. And uh, this, you know, applies to Jyoti if he ever, if she ever pays attention to the show when she's here because she's always on her phone. Um, but um, uh, the, uh, um, you know, yes, this is a smaller radio station. I understand that. I have worked for a couple of very, very large networks. But, um, you know, at one point in my life, I decided that my personal sanity that my happiness was more important than the size of the network. Mm. And coming to work with you guys has been one of the most liberating things that I have done in my radio career, which is now almost 14 years. Um, you know, I keep hearing money and Jacob and Nick and sometimes even Jody that this is one of the fun, you know, the most fun time that they have all week. And that for me means the world because uh, if at least I can make an impact on these people here with me, I right. know that there is some personal interest in the process I get all of that but if we can make a difference on somebody's life at this level you know the job is done for me and right. uh, you know I'm super grateful to be uh, you know a member of the uh, of the cast uh, of Saga 960 AM well you know uh, Greg the whole the whole thing about radio and this is goes back and I kind of kind of go backwards a bit but radio is always a bit of connecting people right uh, so uh -huh. I think what we do as a radio station is to connect to the community, and that's what we've always tried for in all our programming. So when somebody like a Greg Carrasco comes and can connect with people on a personal level, whether you do it in with four people in here in a studio and thousands of people listening on radio, that's what is Radio's good all about. content, and that's what it matters. Like it doesn't matter if you're you have a million people listening to you, or a few thousand, or a hundred, or four people here. What you talk about is what people are talking about out there, and that's what great uh, creates great content and engages people because they want to call you and they want to say, "Hey, Greg, I totally agree with what you're saying," or "I think you're crazy." I, I love your guest. Uh, a lot of people, say, a know, lot of people yeah. will say that, but, you know. But but that's but that's what radio is. It, it, it's a forum, and people like you are. Uh, that's why we love having you part of our station and our family. In fact, because it you kind of. Uh, extend that uh, that vibe to the people to the universe we put it out into the world so uh, thank you and now the last time I'll be nice to him so <laughs> that's, that's the end of that did we record that yeah get that yeah, in yeah, I got yeah, that right. Right. don't worry it's already my mind is like a steel trap I have one final question that's before I leave yeah. uh, and this has been burning yeah. with me all week is numchucks with N-U-M or N-U-N N-U-N with an N N did Nunchucks. you see that video I saw the video. I'm still getting therapy over that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Did you but, see it? No, I didn't. I haven't seen you it. You know, I, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, I am a prolific uh, nunchucks uh, I was also, player. I was numchucks. Nunchucks. No, it's nunchucks. Nunchucks. Yeah, nunchucks. Num is what's happened to some of my body parts after I use it. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's With that mystery it. solved, I bid you all adieu. <laughs> Uh, folks, thank you so much yet again. Another Saturday for indulging me and my crew here on the Carrasco Show. This show is for the most part unscripted. It's your show.
You know, the phone lines are always open. And even though I am an, I like to think that my areas of studies is the automotive, uh, we talk about anything that you want. Next week, if you have a single friend that is looking to improve their game, you need to listen to us because we're going to give you the cars that will help your game or the cars that will destroy your sex life. Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And those who know, know that before you make any car buying decisions, you need to come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Why? Because something's happening here. At OakvilleNissan.com serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!